Council bought the car park in 2011 as a part of the town's regeneration plan, but allowed the previous owner to continue running it on a five-year lease. The terms of the lease meant that the council could cancel it from December 2013, and now it intends to operate the car park from next month. The council have announced they'll continue to offer parking at the same price now, but commuter groups want assurances that prices won't rise in the near future. Ed Miliband has said a future Labour government won't hold a referendum on Britain's membership of the EU unless more powers are transferred to Brussels. The policy is a contrast to the Conservatives, who have promised a referendum if they win the election. Mr Miliband will outline his position in a speech later today. Searches are continuing for the missing Malaysian Airways plane, which disappeared five days ago with 239 people on board. Military radar suggests the plane turned west, away from its route before vanishing. Villagers from Bedfordshire are hoping to place a poppy cross on the grave of every First World War serviceman listed on their war memorial. There are 87 names on the memorial in Arlesey. Most of the graves are abroad in northern France, Belgium, Israel, Turkey and Iraq. Duncan Wang from Arlesey Parish Council says they're hoping volunteers will place the crosses for them. We want to make it a, a community project, so we want the local people to be involved and actually take a cross to the cemetery and place it on our behalf and whilst there, take a few photographs of the placement so we can then use the photographs along with the men's stories to actually build a website. In sport, Luton have taken another step towards... towards promotion, with Mark Cullen's late goal maintaining their 15-point lead at the top of the conference, with a one-all draw at second place Cambridge. Milton Keynes-Dons are just three points off the League One playoff places, after a Delhi Alley hat-trick gave them a 3-1 win at Notts County, and Stevenage are out of the relegation zone after Jimmy Smith's stoppage time goal earned a one-all draw at home to Preston. The weather, a misty and cloudy start, but bright or sunny spells will develop this afternoon, a maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius, and you can get the latest news and sport on Online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. It looks like an extremely historic village. There's lots of ancient buildings, fascinating looking buildings. Inviting everyone to where you live. It just is still so quaint. It hasn't been overbuilt. All this week, we're featuring Wheat Hampstead. Come and look at the old buildings, because they're very old. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Shakalaka boom boom. It's telling me to turn right. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. How on earth are you diddling? We'll talk about eggs and uh, uh, omelettes and uh, chips later on. I know. I ordered it for breakfast yesterday. Catherine thought it was very. You thought it was weird. Well, there was no beans. It was a lot of beige. It was a very beige meal, but what a delightful beige meal. Um, I didn't know what I was supposed to do with it. (laughs) Well, I showed her what to do with it. And it was delicious. There's nothing weird about that at all. It's like some people turn their nose up when I tell them, let's try this on on, uh, Catherine and Kelly, okay? This is, okay. My favourite topping on toast is hummus. Yeah. Oh. No, I'm okay with that. Kelly's okay. Catherine, you're pulling that face. You'd have to wait till your toast was not warm anymore. I don't like it when it all sinks in. And... Oh, for goodness. I mean, they've really got nothing. That, uh, is what... This is what I'm working with here. This is what I have to deal with. Is that? What? Class and style. Oh, contraire. 
Right, lots coming up on the show this morning, including the health secretary has been given more powers to close hospitals. Labour saying this doesn't look good for Bedford and Milton Keynes. Do they have a point, or is it just point scoring? Commuters are worried about changes to station parking in, uh, parking in Flittick. And when commuters get worried, streets get parked on and residents get their knock on. And we'll catch up with a woman whose play centre in Watford got flooded out. Is the, <laughs> is the soft play back? Or is it still wet and wild? Okay, Catherine wrote this. I'm not going to tell you. She can. There. Do you feel sufficiently teased? You see, I give you this. Yeah. uh, And I give you this. And a largely beige breakfast. There we go. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text, 3CR. Or... You can give me a phone call. Lots of phone calls yesterday. More of those, please. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. My two-year-old's favourite song, Hungry Face. My brave, my brave, my brave face.
Now, MPs have voted to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. According to Labour, Bedford and Milton Keynes are prime candidates, giving their combined annual losses of, wait for this, kids, £26 million, and the fact they're both currently subject to a major health review. Well, our reporter Tony Fisher is looking into this. Seems a bit drastic, Tony. Yes, well, uh, this Clause 119 of the Care Bill would enable the Department of Health to appoint a trust special administrator who's able to recommend changes to services across an entire region. Uh, They'd be allowed to close or downgrade services within 40 days. Um, Clause 119 was inserted into the bill after the High Court ruled last October that Health Secretary Jeremy Hunt had acted outside his powers when he decided the emergency maternity units at Lewisham Hospital in South East London should be cut back. Uh, Now, as we know, there have been several other high-profile campaigns to save hospitals and services earmarked for closure in recent years, uh, not least, of course, uh, Bedford Hospital. Now, uh, what is Labour saying about this? Well, um, it has highlighted more than 30 uh, cash-strapped trusts, including Milton Keynes and Bedford, who, as you say, combine losses of £26 million. That's an incredible figure. When yeah. you mentioned that yesterday, I was very surprised. £17 million for Milton Keynes, and recently, just last week, it was revealed that Bedford's losses were £8.9 million. So wow. that's a combined total of £26 million or almost. Um, um, Labour argue that um, these hospitals, like Milton Keynes and Bedford, would be at risk if it was made easier to rationalise services. Um, the Shadow Health Secretary Andy Burnham has said closing financially failing NHS trusts within 40 days of a decision being made, so literally decision made, 40 days mm. closure uh, he said that would be dangerous and would allow Jeremy Hunt to ride roughshod over local residents' concerns because they wouldn't be consulted nor would the local CCGs um, he says the change puts good hospitals at risk of closure simply because they're near a failing one This is goes to the heart of where the coalition began, that local people would be in the driving seat, local GPs would be uh, in in control. The the coalition agreement said that they will end centrally dictated uh, closures. Well, they've ripped all of that up. So basically what's what he's saying, Ian, is I say Kettering, if there is a problem at Kettering, but Milton Keynes was performing OK, it could still have an impact on Milton mm. Keynes in that a service a, a department at Milton Keynes could close um, um, to, 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 um, to make up for Kettering, if you see what I mean. So it, it doesn't say, it just because the one service, say if, if Milton Keynes gets back on its feet, doesn't mean it's in the clear. Um, Andy Burnham's gone on to say that hospitals will need to change, but I would argue that this is emphatically not the way to do it. Change shouldn't ever be imposed on local communities. And he says the problem with this is it puts finance in the driving seat. So this is driven by finance and giving the growing financial problems in the NHS. He says that all hospitals in England won't be safe as this change goes through and that the changes to hospitals should be driven by clinical, not financial reasons um, with local people at the heart of it. The, the, this stri- I'm just going to go off for a second. This, this strikes with me because my sister lives near the Lewisham Hospital and she was part of the campaign to save that. And it does feel a little bit like... Jeremy Hunt didn't get his way with that hospital, so they're kind of changing kind the laws like, a bit so yeah. he gets his way when he wants well, it. Exactly, yes. What and is the government saying about all this? The government says that powers are needed to improve overall health care. The Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, says the new laws are needed. The bill makes vital changes to the Trust Special Administration regime established by the party opposite in 2009 to ensure that an administrator is able to look beyond the boundaries of the trust in administration 
to find a solution that delivers the best overall outcome for the local population. Well, as we mentioned uh, in the introduction, Bedford, Milton Keynes Hospitals, they're subject to a review, aren't they? Yes, that's right. You may remember a while back uh, that we were talking about a plan called Healthier Together. The Mm. promise was that health services across Bedfordshire, Milton Keynes, Northampton would be reorganised to suit you better, meaning you'd be able to get the care you needed, perhaps not in hospital, but in the community. Um, It also controversially involved downgrading your local hospital. Um, That review was scrapped Um, basically some critics say because they didn't get what they wanted Um, that was scrapped at a cost of over two million pounds then of course we had the well-documented problems with Bedford Hospital and its paediatric department and effectively from that sprung another whole-scale review uh, costing three million pounds that latest review takes in not just the future of Bedford Hospital uh, which as I say has losses of almost nine million pounds but also Milton Keynes Hospital uh, which this year ran up losses of 17 million pounds they've looked at the finances and obviously said we've got a wider problem here um, that review is being led by the regulator monitor uh, and it's uh, the review is being carried out by the local CCGs and they'll be asking that's the cl- clinical commissioning groups mm. and they'll be asking people what services they want um, now the thing is as you say um, if you believe what Labour Party say then this review another review second review may be superseded by this new legislation as we were talking earlier um, so effectively that's two reviews Five million pounds, over five million pounds. You know, Tony, is it money well spent? Thank you very much, and you finished bang on time. That's how professional you are. I think everybody here at Three Counties Radio could learn a lot from you. I am a professional. Travel news for beds, hearts, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. And let's have a check on the motorways. Well, despite the rather misty, uh, if not foggy conditions, the M1's moving quite well on the cameras I can f- I've got access to at the moment. M25, M40, A1M all appear to be OK on the speed sensors as well as the cameras. And as for the trains, well, unfortunately, Greater Anglia reporting delays from Hartford East into Liverpool Street. It's all because of signalling problems down there. Half-hour delays, although all the lines are open. West Coast Main Line seems to be fine and no problems to report uh, on shortened trains this morning. James Worley, BBC Three counters radio thank you very much indeed right where are we now it's 6 16 it's wednesday the 12th of march i'm ian lee these are your headlines on bbc three counties radio mps have voted to give the health secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close labor claims the measure put hospitals like bedford and milton Keynes at risk with combined annual losses of 26 million pounds commuters in flitic say they're worried the prices to park at the town station could go up due to new management and in sport. Luton stay 15 points clear at the top of the conference after a one-all draw at second place Cambridge. Enjoy it, Luton. It won't last. MK Dons are three points off the League One playoff places after a 3-1 win at Notts County. The weather today, there. BBC Three Counties Radio. Every weekday morning from nine. Good morning, welcome to the JVS Show. Your local stories. Have you had to rebuild your life after being a victim of crime? Do you think it's inhumane to keep people in prison for life? Do you think that immigration needs to stop? Your local life. Why do 70% of this country feel immigration is wrong? We've actually got an open doors policy. I am just so angry listening to some of them people. What the government are doing, they start introducing American-type sentencing like 200 years in prison. The JVS Show. British people are not xenophobic. Weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Toy. It's called uh, um, uh, Virtual Justin. It's, it's early days of Virtual Justin, but it, it's, it, it's kind of, they're installing it now, and uh, at some point, maybe today, probably tomorrow, Virtual Justin will, uh, will make his debut. Basically, it's a robot Justin for when he's not here. I'm very excited about the prototype. It's only, it's only version 1.0. It's very basic, I'm but... I'm not sure the hair's right yet. No, it's not quite right yet, but, but, uh, uh, but at some point later on today or tomorrow, we will be uh, having our first conversation with Robot Justin, which is very, very exciting. I'm guessing that buzz, Kelly, means that um, Sophie's not there? This one. Yeah. Sophie put in the aerial up. She's just putting the aerial up. That's the noise it makes. In 2014, that's the best technology we've got. Should, should I start the piece and just hope that she's there by the time I get there? Um, I don't think that'd be advisable. Uh, speak really slow. OK, I'll give it a go. Now, there are two things you should know about Flitic. It has a railway station and it has a Tesco. Both run through the night, both bring traffic into the town and both pretty much run things when it comes to parking. I'm going to slow down a little bit because we're nearly at Herbert. That is a big aerial. The station's car park isn't massive and Tesco fine commuters who overstay their three-hour limit. So the only real alternative for people who don't want to risk upsetting residents by parking on the streets has been a private car park. Until now. Sophie Solaria is at the car park this morning. Well, all of this could be about to change. Sophie. Isn't that right? I just hope she doesn't swear. 
Sophie. Sophie. Oh. Sophie. Sophie. Hello. Sophie, yeah. you're on. All of this could be about to change, isn't that right, Sophie? Sophie. Sophie. Soph. Solaria. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, Sophie. Everyone can hear you. We're on the radio. No. Yeah, we're doing the radio now, isn't it? Six no. till nine. Hello. Yeah, hello. Soph? Yeah, we're on air, trust me. No, we're on. We're we're on air. It's six till nine, it's the radio, isn't it? Soph? Soph? There we go, plugging it in there. That's the that's the plugging in noise. Soph! Sophie! Hello? Yes! You're on air! No, I'm not. You are on air! I'm not on air. You're on air. Oh, what idiot put me on air before I was ready? Hello? Um. That, <laughs> Hello? Hello? Well, if I am on air, I can't hear any output. Okay, she, you, but she can hear you, Kelly. So, Kelly, all right. you're going to say all this is about Hello? to change. Is that right, Sophie? And then she'll go into it. Uh, wow. Ian, I mean, Sophie, that's you, isn't it? Sophie. Mm. Can you hear me? Yes, yeah, we. You're on air, I'm not on air. You're on air. <laughs> you're on. I can't hear. I can't hear okay. Ian. Where's Ian gone? I'm going to do this. I'm going to put you on hold. And she's also, if she's there so with someone, on. she's going to have to interview that person she's with because okay. he won't hear me. No, it's not your fault. I can't hear anything. Oh, flipping it. Right. Okay. Okay. So, uh, what do I'm I? I'm going to put the phone to my ear. Right. Okay. Okay. Sophie, and Sophie, tell her she's going to have to do the interview as well. Are you talking to me? Yes, Sophie, can you hear me? I can hear you now. <laughs> Seamless. Well Listen. You're, right, no, we haven't got time. How long was I on air for? The last three minutes. So, you're going to do the interview. Uh, all this could be about to change. Is that right, Sophie? Or what could be about to the, change? The thing about the car park. Oh, yeah, no, that could change. That's, That's your intro into the piece. What I'm going to do is I'm going to speak to the owner of the car park okay nick can you come over here we're on air so nick this is nick viger the previous landlord landowner and current car park operator nick when did you find out your lease was up oh well we've known from the council that they were considering it for the last uh, nine months but they've only, they terminated it, given us three months' notice at the end of uh, December. So 13th. was this a surprise to you? Not really, because they, they have the ability to do what they've done. I mean, there's no question about that. It's whether it's in the, it's in the public interest of, economically of what they've actually done. So why did you send to the, sell the land to the council in the first place? Well, it was uh, part of uh, uh, the... Flitic Town Centre Regeneration, uh, which was, the land was bought with uh, government funding, by government funding for town centre, the town centre regeneration. Um, but now the council, I understand, are nowhere near on the town centre uh, regeneration, but you'd have to speak to them about that. But uh, they've chosen to take the car park back and run it as a car park. What's the reaction been from the commuters already that use the car park? Well, they're very concerned because obviously... You know, we we, uh, we have kept the prices down. The uh, uh, first couple of Connect run a car park immediately next door, um, and their prices have been kept down because of the, uh, the prices that we uh, have you know introduced um, elsewhere in the 
on the um, bedpan line, it's up to seven, eight pound a, a day. We're five sixty a day. And it's not intending to go up at any time soon. I wasn't intending to put it up, no. What do you want to see happen in the future, then, Nick? Well, I'd like the. Firstly, I'd like the, the uh, council to justify economically what they've done because I don't think it's in the public interest um, because they're losing business rates, they're losing rent and, um, and also, as I say, why are they running a car park when they should be getting on with the town centre regeneration because that's what they bought the land for. And of course the car park's an important part to commuters in Flitwick, aren't they? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you could, you know, there's five or six hundred uh, people park here every day. Ian? Yeah, Sophie? I'm here. Did you hear that? Yeah, we listened to it. It was a great report. Thanks very much. Good. You done? Yeah. For beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio.
And on the motorways, the M1's looking good at the moment. So despite the rather misty and foggy conditions, no problems what I can see on them. The M1, M25, M40 and the A1M appears to be running well. Still flooding, though, of course, across Hertfordshire. At Watery Lane at Wilston is still flooded. Wharf Lane at Cow Row stays closed off. And North Circular in London, already very busy. Clockhouse to Bounds Green Road. Greater Anglia, Hartford East to Liverpool Street. Half-hour delays possible because of signalling problems down at Liverpool Street. But no other reported problems for trains this morning. I'm James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. MPs have voted to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. Labour claims the measure puts hospitals like Bedford and Milton Keynes at risk, with combined annual losses of £26 million. Commuters in Flittick say they're worried that prices to park at the town station could go up due to new management. And Ed Miliband has said a future Labour government won't hold a referendum on Britain's membership of the EU unless more powers are transferred to Brussels. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton have taken another step towards promotion with Mark Cullen's late goal maintaining their 15-point lead at the top of the conference with a one-all draw at second place Cambridge. Here's manager John Still. Both defences were on top. There was, I think, three or four shots at goal. We never give up. I thought the last 10-15 minutes we got our tempo to the game, which we, we hadn't been able to get. And that's when we scored. Scored right at the end. Great time to score. We've got a very valuable point. In the Championship, Watford conceded a stoppage time goal to lose 2-1 at Doncaster after playing much of the game with 10 men after Matthias Ronigi was sent off. Goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain felt they deserved more. After slogging it out for three quarters of the game with 10 men to then uh, lose the game in the final couple of minutes was really hard to take because the players showed a lot of uh, character, a lot of commitment and desire to uh, to get that result and uh, we fully deserved uh, at least a point, we felt. Milton Keynes-Dons are just three points off the League One playoff places after a Delhi Alley hat-trick gave them a 3-1 win at Notts County. His manager Carl Robinson. We found it difficult because where we normally have people to pass and bounce off, that wasn't there. Um, like I say, they've, they're top four. I've got so much quality, not to county. And the game's been set up by a wonder boy. It's as simple as that. And Stevenage are out of the relegation zone after Jimmy Smith's stoppage time goal gave Graham Westley's side a one-all draw at home to Preston. It was very back to front. You know, it was a bit haphazard, really. In the second half, I think we played a different game. I thought we showed a lot more composure. Our athleticism came through. As the game wore on, their legs ran out and our legs came onto the game. We played some really good football. And although it looks as though we we're going to be empty-handed, I thought we deserved something out of the game. And in League Two, Wickham are four points above the relegation zone after losing 1-0 at home to Plymouth. Arsenal are out of the Champions League after a one-all draw away to Bayern Munich. Saw them go out 3-1 on aggregate. Tonight, Manchester City are away to Barcelona, trailing 2-0 from the first leg. In the Southern League Premier, leaders Hemel Hempstead drew one all at home to Cambridge City, but second-place Chesham are just six points behind after winning 3-1 at Burnham. And England's cricketers lost the second 2020 international in the West Indies by five wickets to lose the series 2-0. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at seven. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Right. We played the Antarctic uh, Monkeys earlier on. And I've had messages from Tony Fisher. 
who is, yes. as, as we know, is he has told us himself he is a professional. We, we, we have evidence uh, that he says that. I cannot find the evidence at the moment as I'm just uh, sorting out my thing. But, but it, uh, there it is. I am a professional. There we go. And he's such a professional that I've sent messages during the Antarctic Monkey saying, Simon and I have been headbanging. That's him and Simon Oxley. <laughs> and then he sent me another message, no, nosedive, only just averted. Yeah, he sent me that one too. Is a so nosedive. Good he sent it twice. Is a nosedive. That's like a stage dive, is it? But done by an oh, old man. I thought he was talking about uh, our um, very professional interview with Sophie Solaria. Oh, could, that, could, it could have been that as well. Yeah. It could have been that as well. Excellent stuff I don't there. think a nosedive is a move. No. Now, you're, we're going to play another record now, a record that you and Kelly Betts have chosen for me in an attempt to try and make yes. me... Sorry? Sorry, I'm saying yes, but stretching. OK. Well, when I first heard this record, I had to check the year. It's not Desert Island Discs. I'm not that... I don't want to know... You know, I don't want to know the background of how you first became acquainted with it. That's all you need to know. You might want to check the year. OK, well, uh, Kelly, anything you want to add? I think you'll like it. Let's find out. Who is it? Heim. Heim? Heim. Heim? I'm saying it, Heim. Heim? Kind of like hi, but... Mm. Hey, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I... Uh, how do you say Genghis Khan? <sighs> Genghis Khan. How do you say it? Genghis Khan. Wrong. Wrong, suckers. It's a soft G. Genghis Khan. Or if you're listening to the the expert, the weather expert, don't ask, on Five Live this morning, it's Genghis Khan. Really? She said Genghis Khan. It's maybe, Genghis Khan. Maybe she had something in her throat. Possibly.
Sorry? What are you saying about Haim? What are you saying? What are you saying? I don't know, is that a joke? No, I'm asking you what you're saying. Well, is it a joke? No. What, the song? Yeah. No. Is it? How can you play the frog chorus and then question whether that's the song? I just thought it was, um... That's if I could change your name, mind. Oh, we have so much fun here! If only we could communicate that fun through the radio to the listeners. Instead, they're miserable as sin because we play music like that. Wow. That was a real stinker, guys. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Call me now. I liked it. That will you... grow on you. No, it won't because well, we're never. I'm never going to hear that song ever again. No. Not happening. <laughs> Dear listener, call me if I'm wrong, but I'm not, so you won't call. So that means I'm right. That song was a stinker. Oh, wait, four, five, nine, Call four, in double, and five, five, What you got in the papers, Kath? Loads of stuff. Um, mostly nonsense. Can Cheryl's return save X Factor and her fading career? Don't oh, know. dear. Type um, in there, are you, Ian? Yeah, I'm, I'm um, sending a message to Tony Fisher saying, can you call me in five minutes and pretend that my house is flooded so I have to go? Um, someone having a go at women for taking bumpies, bumpies. Oh, I don't like that. That is disgusting. Fair play. Listen, if you're pregnant, right... That's great. Don't take a nudie picture of yourself, though, and then post... Get, yeah, keep it for the private. But don't show it to me. I don't want to see that. Sometimes it's the only way you can see your own feet. Why taking would you want to see your own feet? Picture? I oh, hate feet. It takes a long time. I've got a Veruca. Have you? Yeah, I've got a Veruca again. Well, are you going to put some tape on it? Or no. Or are going to try something a bit more medical? I'm going to go and see... Um, who's my woman? Marcella. She's the hoofer. She's the hoofer. Marcella is the hoofer. She will remove all I need removed. What? You've really annoyed me, actually, Catherine. I'm going to say this. Why? I I took you for a very, very posh breakfast yesterday. I say posh. It cost a lot of money, 17 quid. Really? Yes. Really? Yes. For omelette and chips? Two omelette and chips. You had omelette and chips. You didn't eat all the arm. You didn't eat all the chips. I didn't know it was 17 quid. Yeah, of course. I would have eaten a lot. Yeah, exactly. You should have done. Go back and see if they've kept it. Um, but you 17 were, quid. You were questioning the omelette and the chips. Well, I just didn't know um, if it was a thing. Uh, Andrew's in Bedford. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. And, and Andrew? Yes? Omelette and chips is a thing, isn't it? No. What? No, it's not a thing. It's a meal. No, okay, but it's a. If someone, if you, if someone ordered omelette and chips in front of you, you wouldn't look like them. Look at them as though they were a cat that just sicked up, would you? Uh, Yes. Why? It's just a disgrace. Omelette and chips. It needed some beans. I I mean, a fried egg, egg and beans and chips. Great omelette on its own, fine. Omelette and chips. I just thought was was an interesting combo. So I tried it, and it was as beige as it sounded. Yeah, quite right. Well, I'll have the, I'll have the um, eight quid back, please. Eight fifty. Hang on a minute. Let's not get let's not get nasty about it. Just because I didn't like your um, smorgasbord. Uh, Andrew, what would you like to say before I cut you off? Oh, bad news, Ian. I'm afraid that because of the poor performance of that Sarah Solari report, yeah, I've had to fine Free Counties Radio at least three million pounds. Oh, oh, really? Because of Sarah Solario? You're out. You're out of business. I'm afraid. Hey. Could you send the fine to Sarah Solario? No, it's all, it's all mounting up, isn't it? I mean, the BBC is, is going down the pan. Well, now, listen, it, yes, one could argue that quite successfully. Um, hey, what about it? If we get fined three million pounds, then that's, that's Roberto's fee for, for a month. Yeah. Out the window. Yeah. He's going to be for years. That is not amazing. <laughs> no, I, I know how much all you earn. Sorry? And it's nowhere near three million um, pounds. How, how do you know how much we all earn? Because I've got access to your, uh, the payments. 
Have you? Yeah. Sorry? Well, then, let's, it's a dangerous game, but let's play it. How much do I earn? Too much. There we go. Thank you. He's right. He has got access to our <laughs> he, payments. He, knows, he, he knows has everything. got access to our... Hey, do you mind being called bossy? No. Okay. Well, don't call women bossy. Demand Beyonce and Posh. Beyonce and Victoria Beckham. What's Beyonce's last name? Knowles. Um, or Z. I think Z now. Beyonce and uh, uh, Z and Victoria Beckham have joined an international campaign to ban the word bossy, insisting it demeans women. Oh, come on, love. Grow up. The oh, ba- there's another one. The ban bossy drive, launched by billionaire Facebook boss Sheryl Sandberg. Oh, right, billionaire. Yeah, OK. Claims the adjective... Oh, puts down girls and discourages them from being ambitious. They urged parents and teachers to avoid using the word. Let's get to, can we find the, the point where it, it, it makes a point? On the campaign's website, Miss Beckham says, it's thought-provoking that a man in charge may be described as commanding. However, a woman in the same situation may be called bossy. Oh, grow up, for God's sakes. Um, do you know ridiculous. what I think? We need, ridiculous. we need to reclaim the word, and also we need to teach our daughters that it doesn't matter Recl- what people... Doesn't matter what people say about you. You know yourself. What? This isn't. This isn't a thing. This is a made-up thing. Men can be bossy. Okay. Women can be. Don't raise your eyebrows. No, I don't know whether they are. Don't roll your eyes like that. You can get bossy men. Tony Fisher is a bossy man. Well, he's not really. Is he? Well, he, he, no, he likes. He's the, not as bossy as me. No, exactly. I don't care. That's what you've got to teach women to um, to to think. Miss Sandberg, mother of two, said the campaign doesn't just want to ban the word, but get rid of the negative messages that hold our daughters back. No. Oh, you're having no. a laugh. No, words don't hold your daughters back. It's you not telling them how to counter it that holds them back. Bossy is not. Oh, Bommy isn't. Bossy is not a feminist issue. Okay, it's not. It's not like um, the, the black rappers reclaiming the N word or homosexuals reclaiming the queer word. It's not that. It's not the same thing. Bossy. People, men can be bossy. You're making this up. I'm not making it up. What are you pointing at me for? You uh, waggle uh, your finger. Uh, Retract it. Um, bowls. Uh, no, Knowles uh, and um, the posh lady and the Facebook woman are making an issue out of nothing. I guarantee you now, right, there will not be a chick listening to this this morning who is upset by... Oh, oh sorry, What? Who's listening? I apologise. It was a joke. It was a joke. There won't be any birds listening this morning. I actually don't mind birds as much. I used to use that quite a lot. Birds. That was a 90s thing, birds. wasn't it? There, listen, there won't be, there won't be any um, uh, girls listening oh. who dislike the word Women. Women. I think you just need to stop at listening. <laughs> hey, Kelly <laughs> Bet. 08459 455 555. Are you of the feminine persuasion? Does the word bossy upset you? Of course it doesn't because you're sensible. Also, how do you teach your women, uh, your young folk to grow up strong? Who cares about that? Well, at the moment, we're all taking issue, or or we're supposed to be taking issue, over words. Sticks and stones when I was growing up. And I know that bullying is a real problem, (sighs) but you need to tell your children that what other people think of you can't actually do anything to you. Justice for Women founder Julie Bindle said, you never hear the word used against men. It's, she's getting a bit bossy. It's like, no, you do hear the word about men. You do. This has got me really angry. There's another word that gets used against strident and um, bossy women yeah. that I find more um, rude. What word is that? Oh, the B word? Yeah. Oh, That's a problem. That's a problem. But it's only a problem if you allow it to be. Just girls, grow up, all right? For goodness sakes, and go and put the kettle on. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
The anti-clockwise M25 starting to get busy now into the roadworks between 26 or through the roadworks, 26 to 25, Waltham Abbey round to Enfield. Heavy anti-clockwise also, 21 uh, in places down towards 19 on camera and then it's also slowed down at 16 approaching the M40. M1 building up on the southbound side 10 to 7, Luton Airport down to Hemel Hempstead, certainly not helped by the rather misty conditions on the M1 this morning. Just being told that there are delays on the West Coast main line. Virgin Trains reporting delays because of overrunning engineering works up in the northwest and trains to Liverpool specifically delays of up to an hour. Uh, Greater Anglia from Hartford East to Liverpool Street. Disruption after signalling problems earlier. If you're heading into London on the Bakerloo line, well, just minor delays. Harren Wilston to Queen's Park. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. James, thank you very much. 6.47. It's uh, Wednesday, the 12th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs have voted to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. Labour claims the measure puts hospitals like Bedford and Milton Keynes at risk. Commuters in Flittick say they're worried that prices to park at the town station could go up due to new management. And in sport, Watford lost 2-1 at Doncaster in the Championship and Stevenage are out of the League One relegation zone after a stoppage time equaliser gave them all a one all draw. Gave them a one-all draw at home to Preston. Yeah. Here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. For some of us, there's a bit of cloud around and a bit of mist around first thing this morning, and it is fairly chilly, but the good news is it's not going to last very long. We've got uh, the sun already doing its job, and some of us can even see the blue sky already, so it's all good news. And the blue sky is here to stay. A really pleasant day on the cards. Sunshine, light winds, and the temperature gradually climbing. We're looking at a maximum of 14 Celsius. That's 57 degrees in Fahrenheit. Now, that's not to say it's not chilly at the moment, as temperatures just uh, on the cusp of zero in some parts the more rural locations have a bit of a frost this morning as well but it won't last for long that will melt away fairly quickly overnight tonight we'll have some clear spells at first but eventually we'll start to see mist and low cloud moving in from the east and uh, that's going to leave a rather murky night much murkier than the one we've just had the minimum temperature down to 3 celsius 37 degrees in fahrenheit so once this mist moves tomorrow morning it's quite stubborn though unfortunately it's going to take its time to be burnt back by the sun we should get some sunshine tomorrow afternoon maximum temperature a pleasant 14 Celsius for Thursday. That's 57 degrees in Fahrenheit. That's your forecast. Stay tuned because in 39 seconds I'll be telling Geoffrey, not today, Geoffrey. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tomorrow afternoon, in a special programme, I'm bringing you an insight into one of St Albans' most talked about residents. The Times were like that in those days because it was an awful thing for us in those days to have a baby. Philomena Lee's story is heartbreaking. What could I do? I didn't have time to give my last hug, you know. Personal. It was a mortal sin. You know, an immortal sin. Maybe committing a mortal sin was dreadful, you know. And inspiring. We hope with the Philomena Project that it will take off. Hear the story behind the film tomorrow from midday here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, this is Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sounds like a cracking listen. Thank you for that, Nick. Catherine's here with the papers. Morning, Catherine. Hello. 08459 555555 if you want to take part in the show. Morning, Geoffrey. Okay, Senor Lee. Not today, Geoffrey. There's a light A certain kind of light That never shone on me I want my life to be 
There's a way There's a way Everybody say To do each and every little thing But what does it bring If I ain't got you I am a professional If I ain't got you said about that song compared to the Michael Bublé song? That she sang that with more feeling. I believed the emotion more. I think they used a virtual Michael Bublé. Because that was, that, was, that was poor by his standards. He did the song, and I do love a bit of Bublé. Oh. You know, he uh, does a smile in his voice. Yeah. But that song needs angst and yeah. pain and desperation, and I just didn't feel it, Michael. Yeah, I didn't, just a note for you there. Yeah, exactly. And normally he does, he does perform. He wasn't you performing there. don't know what it's like! He, he does a poo voice. Yeah, that's what you've got to do. That's what you've got to do. 
You're so bossy. What have you found in the paper, Bossy Boots? Um, oh. oh, yeah, this. Um, clever people are more trusting than thicker ones, researchers <laughs> believe. That can't be right. I don't think that's the um, summary of their study. Um, they are also better judges of character and more able to weigh up situations, according to academics at... Oxford University, oh, oh, so this has got to be fair right. Fair play, those guys are crazy. They made their claim after analysing data from a US social attitudes poll. Yep. They also found trusting people have better health and happiness and said intelligent people tend to select relationships with others unlikely to betray their trust. So in other words, if you pick a wrong and it's because you're thick. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did we need a study to work that one out? I what, watch go, Jeremy Kyle sometimes. Go and find a cure for cancer, guys. You know, I mean, go and do something. Go and do something worthwhile. Some great minds ticking over at Oxford University. Flipping it, and they get the thing is they're probably hello, they're probably getting paid a grant for that. We're paying for that research. Probably. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm that... hoping it's part of something bigger and more important. So this uh, Malaysian plane. Yeah. It's a mis- I mean, it is incredible. It's Five a mystery. days. Five days. But um, as you pointed this out, in the Daily Mail and some of the other papers, they're, they're, they're taking apart the pilot. Yeah. Smoking co-pilot chatted up blondes in cockpit. An Australian woman, who happens to be hot, there's a picture of her, don't need it, says she was entertained, in inverted commas, that implies innuendo and sex, there, yeah. there wouldn't have been any, in the cockpit... That just means he had a chat with her, doesn't it? Yeah, in the cockpit of a Malaysian jet by the co-pilot who was on flight MH370. John T. Ruse from Melbourne... His photographs of herself and a friend posing in 2011 with two air crew members, one of whom she says is 27-year-old Farik Abdul Hamid, the first officer in the missing aircraft, a man who has probably died in the last five days. Her claims have raised questions about the... What are her claims again? I don't really understand what we're supposed to... Okay, here we go. This is what she said. Um, So it wasn't even flying, Okay. He let her in the cockpit and had a chat with her. Miss Rue said that she and her friend, Jean Marie, were preparing to board when the pilots asked if they'd like to spend the trip in the cockpit. Oh, here. They were actually smoking throughout the flight, which I don't think they're allowed to do. I know for the whole time they weren't facing the front of the plane and actually flying. Pilots don't face the front of the plane and fly for the whole time. There is a thing called autopilots. They don't sit there. It's not like driving a car where you sit there for the whole time. Don't talk to me. Don't talk to me. I'm I'm flying the plane. They quite often turn around. They sometimes have a sleep. They sometimes... Sometimes they get out and have a little walk around. Which always excites my boys. It scares, it scares the hell out of me. She claimed... He, oh, she claimed the pilots were, quote, possibly a little bit sleazy. Oh, for good sake. We're clutching at straws. Possibly we, a little bit. We have no idea what happened. This bloke's probably dead, let's be honest. He's not landed on a magical island with a smoke monster. He's probably dead. Can we just wait and find out what's happened instead of jumping to horrible sleazy... He may have been a sleaze. He may have been a sleazeball. Why don't we just wait and find out what happened? I just don't understand what that would have any bearing on a dis- no. the disappearance of a plane. It's a tragedy where lots of people have, have lost their lives. Just, can we just just let, the, let them investigate for a little bit and find out? Awful. It's the same thing with um, Bob Crow. The same thing is starting with Bob Crow. Died yesterday at the age of 52. It's on. It's not even started. It's, it's, it's on. Uh, some people loved him. Some people hated him, of course. But already... We've got pictures of him on holiday, roasting in the sunshine. What, you know, and then what was, uh, snidey that, messages about his house. Who's that silly woman who's banned from this show? Katie, Katie Hopkins. Katie Hopkins, right, banned from this show. Katie Hopkins. What was, what was the, joke, the joke she made about him? She did a tweet him? yesterday about one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a letter, which, by the way, is wrong. And something like one, one more council house on top. It's three for a girl. Yeah. Four, four for a boy. boy five for si- si- silver. Six for gold. Seven, seven for, for a secret, secret that's never, never been told. told. Anyway, what's she on about magpies for? He's She's a crow. talking about Bob Crow. Anyway, it was just, ugh, it was horrible. 
No need. That woman is banned from this show. She will never come on this show because we don't need her. I don't quite understand what she is. What the, the act she's is doing you, all right out of it at the moment. Well, she's doing all right out of it, but the act is, oh, let's just be nasty about people. And say horrible things that no one else would say. And, and fair play. Well, you know, sometimes we have a pop, but I just... I, here endeth the rant. She's bossy. Girls, if there, there is a campaign to stop the word bossy being used about women, does it offend you? We've had no phone calls about it this morning, meaning it's completely... It's made up. It's a made-up little storm in a bra cup. Storm in a D cup! Oh! Yeah! I got it! Yeah, do you like that? No. Why? Easy, lazy. Clever. Predictable. Clever pun? Clever punning? Yeah? Okay. Thank you. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Reported accidents are instance just usual delays on motorways, the M25 slow anti-clockwise 26 to 25 and then 21 to 16 on and off is already slow. M1 is particularly misty through Bedfordshire and it's building up southbound from 10 Luton Airport. A1M is also looking heavy now on the census southbound at 7 passing Stevenage. Uh, West Coast mainline delays of up to an hour in the case of heading into Liverpool uh, into Liverpool and uh, Liverpool Lime Street. Let's get this right. All because of overrunning engineering works and London Midland also affected. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. James, thank you very much indeed. So lots to talk about in the next hour. Are you worried about the powers given to the government? They could potentially close hospitals on a whim. A whim? Women, do you hate the word bossy? Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Labour warning over Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals. Commuters fear flitic parking price rise. And win for MK Dons, vital draws for Stevenage and Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs have voted to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. Labour claims the measure puts hospitals like Bedford and Milton Keynes at risk with combined annual losses of £26 million. A review of health services across Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes is currently underway, led by the regulator monitor. The Health Secretary, Jeremy Hunt, says the new laws are needed. The bill makes vital changes to the Trust Special Administration regime established by the party opposite in 2009 to ensure that an administrator is able to look beyond the boundaries of the trust in administration to find a solution that delivers the best overall outcome for the local population. Commuters in Flittick say they're worried that prices to park at the town station could go up due to new management. Central Bedfordshire Council has announced it will take control of a privately operated car park next to the station, having bought the land in 2011. Current car park operator Nick Vigor says commuters have expressed concern. We have kept the prices down. The uh, uh, first couple connect run a car park immediately next door um, and their prices have been kept down because of the, uh, the prices that we uh, have you know, introduced. Um, elsewhere in the on the um, bedpan line, it's up to seven, eight pound a, a day. We're five sixty a day. Firefighters have tackled a blaze at a recycling plant in Hitchin overnight. They were called to the Hunting Gate Industrial Estate off Wilbury Way at 9.30. Ed Miliband has said a future Labour government won't hold a referendum on Britain's membership of the EU unless more powers are transferred to Brussels. The policy is a contrast to the Conservatives, who have promised a referendum if they win the election. Mr Miliband will outline his position in a speech later today. Searches are continuing for the missing Malaysian Airways plane, which disappeared five days ago, 
With 239 people on board, military radar suggests the plane turned west away from its route before vanishing. The inventor of the World Wide Web has marked the 25th anniversary of its creation by calling for a Magna Carta-style Bill of Rights to ensure that users of the technology are protected from government surveillance. Sir Tim Berners-Lee said it was important to defend the principles that have made the web successful. In sport, Luton have taken another step towards promotion with Mark Cullen's late goal, giving them a one-all draw at second place Cambridge. John Still's side still 15 points clear. Mark Cullen's name will be in the paper tomorrow for scoring a goal, but in brackets I think it'll say plus 2,200 fantastic Luton supporters as well. Elsewhere, Watford lost 2-1 at Doncaster. MK Dons won 3-1 at Notts County with a hat-trick from Delhi Alley. Stevenage drew 1-0 with Preston and Wickham lost 1-0 at home to Plymouth. The weather, a misty and cloudy start, but bright or sunny spells will develop this afternoon. A maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. A very friendly place. Hasn't been really spoiled. All this week, we're featuring Wheat Hampstead. The community is just so cohesive, it does so much together. Some of the parts are very pretty and semi-rural, so um, it's generally it's an attractive place. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. All this week, featuring Wheat Hampstead. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. My, oh, my, oh, my. It's a busy show this morning. Lots of uh, things to talk about. As always, keen to get your phone calls. You can call in about the stuff we're talking about. Well, you can call in for any old nonsense if you just fancy a chat. Why the hell not? It's the morning. You know, sometimes sometimes you need to talk to strangers about stuff. 08459 455 555. Some of the things that we're talking about today include the health secretary has been given more powers to close hospitals. Well, Labour's saying this doesn't look good for Bedford and Milton Keynes. Do they have a point? Or is it just point scoring? Commuters are worried about changes to station parking in Flittick. And when commuters get worried, streets get parked on and residents get their knock on. Well, is it just a storm in a D-cup? And we'll catch up with the woman whose play centre in Watford got flooded out. Is the soft play back or is it still wet and wild? I'm not going to tell you, she can. You see, that's called a tease. Or is it just a storm in a decup? Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. You can send me a text, but I'd rather you gave me a phone call. I'm particularly keen to hear from you. If you, you think this fawry about women being upset at being called bossy is a load of old guff. It's the most made-up fawry I've ever heard in my life. 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's let's ask, if only I knew some women. Well, there are two that I work with, although I don't really know them. Can you ever know a woman? Catherine. Yes. When you get called bossy, mm-hmm. does it upset you? No. Kelly. I've never been called bossy Have in my not? life. No. Kelly, you're so bossy. Oh, no. But men get, there are bossy men. I have heard women say, I don't mean to sound bossy. And so they apologise, whereas I don't think a man would. Am I... I don't mean to sound bossy, but pick that up! 
before I hit you. (laughs) Maybe just women need to be generally more unapologetic. But I don't understand. Maybe I'm missing this, because I don't know if you girls have noticed. You would have done. I'm a guy. Mm? Yeah. Uh, And I can prove that later on if you do require. No, you're all right. You leave it. So maybe maybe this is... uh, is, Maybe I've missed this. Maybe I've completely missed this thing. It seems that that Victoria Beckham and Beyonce Z um, talking about uh, um, the the word bossy and how it's offensive, how they want to ban it. It it seems to me, as a bloke, completely made up load of old guff. Expecting a response there. Are you just riding roughshod over women's feelings by doing that? And not appreciate some of you girls love that. Some of you girls love that. Um, yeah, no, I'm not upset by anything anyone says yeah. about me that doesn't know me. If someone knows me and says something, I yeah. do take it to heart. Someone give me a little smile, give me a little cheeky little smile. That's it. You can be bossy better. sometimes, Ian, when you're all like, Oh, you're gonna make me a cough. Well, I, make your own cough. Are you going to make me you a cough? Where, you know where the kettle is. Yeah, it's in there. It's do in it the, during the news. It, it, I can't do it during the news. Yes, you can. It's I a th- four-minute bulletin. Hang on a second. I think the thing about the word tangent here. The thing about Sorry. the word bossy no is yes, it suggests you're throwing your weight around and there's no foundation to it, doesn't it? Yeah, but it happ- It's applied to men and women. Yeah. It's not exclusively a female thing. Are we on? Are we going off? Oh, this is the radio. I do. I thought we were having a private chat. I do apologise. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Give us your thoughts on that, please. Tony Fisher is really um, sending the most unhelpful messages I've ever received while I'm trying to present a radio show. Have you banned him? Good, good. Now, here's a big story. That it, uh, that, well, it, does it concern you? Labour is warning a move to give the health secretary greater powers to close hospitals could put Bedford and Milton Keynes in the firing line. The opposition says they are two of 30 hospitals nationwide at risk of falling foul of changes to the care bill. Both trusts, which have combined annual losses of £26 million, that's right, Bedford and Milton Keynes Hospital, annual losses of £26 million put together, are currently subject of a major health review. Well, Andrew Pakes is the Labour and Cooperative Parliamentary Spokesman for Milton Keynes South. Morning, Andrew. Good morning, Ian. What's the problem with this? Uh, Well, last night MPs voted to give the Health Minister sweeping powers to intervene and cut local health services, regardless of the views of the public or health professionals. Uh, And this can be worrying. You've already said that Milton Keynes and Bedford hospitals have had a tough old time. My concern is, and the concerns of doctors' organisations and patient organisations, is that under these new powers, if the Health Minister thinks that there is a real problem with either of these two hospitals, he could just intervene and shut services, change, close walls. And what's the problem with that? Because um, I think you know, Milton Keynes is a growing area. Bedford Hospital has obviously been through some tough times along the men's. I think local people should have a say about their services. Even if it's losing £17 million a year, which Milton Keynes Hospital is? There's already been provisions in the law to help get hospitals back on the mend. And Milton Keynes Hospital is improving. We've got some wonderful staff working really, really hard. But it's losing £17 million a year. I couldn't believe that when our reporter Tony Fisher told me yesterday. Absolutely, and over the last year it's got new management, it's improving services. Uh, Part of the problem for Milton Keynes is that we've got a huge growing population. There is immense pressure on A&E and our nurses and consultants and doctors are working really hard. But look, remember, this isn't just me saying Labour thinks there's a problem here. Last night, Philip Hollibone, the Conservative MP for Kettering, remember Kettering Hospital has some concerns last year, he opposed the government's measures as well. There's a cross-party bunch of people who are really concerned that 
that giving the health minister on his own the power to chop and change services really isn't the best way forward for us. But if services can be provided for outside of the hospital by GPs, pharmacists, community nurses, things like that, what's wrong with that? I've got no problem with that. I think we've always had services which aren't provided at the hospital or provided across the community. Locating services close to people is really good. But if you remember last year, we had the Healthier Together review that some listeners may have heard of. Yes. And that was suggesting across the five hospitals in our part of the world, two of them would lose some of their A&E services, their... Uh, midwifery, their midwife consultants would disappear, so perhaps if you needed a baby in one part of the uh, the region, you'd have to drive to you know, from Milton Keynes to Bedford, and that's not good for people. But Healthier Together, was, that, that kind of was swept under the carpet a bit, wasn't it? That sort of disappeared and then there's another um, health review involving Milton Keynes and Bedford hospitals, and, and then this review could be superseded by this legislation. I think we're just wasting lots of money in the NHS. We've had Healthier Together, that cost a lot of money. There's now this 2.2 million monitor review looking at Bedford and Milton Keynes Hospital, and that's going to make recommendations in the summer. But, you know, hey presto, the Health Minister now has the power to intervene, regardless of that survey, and doesn't have to listen. There is, under these new powers, there is not a single place for the public local doctors or any other health professionals to say to the minister, listen to us, this is what we want to happen. Andrew, tell me why some of my listeners may be struggling to understand how this affects them and why they should be bothered. Tell them why you think they should be concerned. Uh, If listeners remember last year, there was the the big issue about the government trying to close down Lewisham A&E unit, and there were thousands of uh, people on the petition. Now, the minister said he was looking at the hospital next door and said, to save money, I'm going to close Lewisham A&E, and people can drive a bit further when they need to pop into A&E. But the people of Lewisham took the government to the High Court and lost that battle. Judges said the government doesn't have the power to intervene and shut an A&E without consultation or listening to people. Because they lost that court case, this is why ministers went to Parliament last night and have given themselves the power to shut a hospital service without any local concern. You know, we're a growing area. We know the hospitals have had a tough time. What I don't want to see is one day waking up with all these budget worries, ministers turning around and saying, look, we can't just afford two at A&Es in Bedford and Milton Keynes. Can we really have two midwifery units? I think I'm going to save money from Westminster. I want decisions to be made in Bedford and Milton Keynes, not in London. Andrew, thank you very much for your time. You put forward a very passionate argument. Andrew Pakes, Labour and Cooperative Parliamentary Spokesman for Milton Keynes South. What do you think? You worried? I do know a little bit about the Lewisham Hospital. My sister lives there and she was part of the campaign to save it. And I remember the excitement and the rejoicing when they did manage to save it. Lots of marches, lots of protests, and they managed to save it. It worked. Well, that hospital could now be closed because of these powers. Why does it apply to you? Well, Milton Keynes Hospital and Bedford Hospital could be closed because of these powers. Does it worry you? Does it concern you that with very little say from you, the government could close a hospital within 40 days, just over a month? They could close it. Does that worry you? Then again, if Milton Keynes Hospital is losing £17 million a year a year, that's a heck of a lot of money. You can't just keep chucking money at it, can you? Can you really? 08459 455 555. Does something like this concern you? Call 08459 455 555. BBC Three Counties Radio. So we've discovered here, we've all been feeling... um, Ratty, irritable, high, low, sad, tired, energetic. 
really weird, weird symptoms. And I woke up yesterday afternoon from a horrible, horrible doze. Lots of my sleeps at the moment involve me running around naked. Um, and trying to find scripts and things. Oh, my goodness. Anxiety dreams. Yeah. much like the morning. Very much like the morning. So I never run around to try and find a script. I know exactly where they are. I woke up feeling sick, nauseous, headache, sad. And I've worked out what it is. Catherine has been bringing in this sh- super hot coffee. This very, very strong, strong coffee. Like expensive, strong coffee. I thought we treat ourselves. Yeah. It would be an indulgence. And we started off on the medium, and boy, that was like rocket fuel. Yeah. Then we went to the extra strong. They don't even call it strong, they call it bold. It's that. I woke up and it dawned on me, that's what it is. We are jonesing. We are doing cold turkey. We are coming down. We are up and... We are coffee junkies. This stuff is ruining us. And we sound like we're being flippant, but my mood is normally quite level. I'm usually quite a positive person. And I I got to a point over the weekend where I was looking up NHS Direct to see what was up with me. Well, when I saw you sobbing under the desk the other day, I just thought, this has has to stop. I just felt a low, dull thud in the pit of my soul. So we're doing cold turkey this morning, guys. So if we sound... uh, The fact I've used the word guys implies that something it's not quite right. So if we sound a little bit grumpy uh, this morning, that's why. Saying that I am getting a coffee head. So maybe we could... Maybe we could just have one of no, the strong coffees. No, just one of no, the strong coffees no. just to give us a little boost to get through this morning and then I'll never have another one again, no, I promise. Before you started, you said you'd get to this point and I should say no. Please. No, we're not going to do it. I'm going to give it to someone else. Kelly? I, I feel absolutely fine. Well, you're younger than us and you live a more hedonistic lifestyle, shall we say. Could you make me a strong coffee, please? No. Just a strong... I will make you a tea. Make me a strong coffee. No. Calm down. It's OK. One, You're sweating. One strong coffee. No. Please. No. What are you doing to that piece of paper? Oh, I'll oh. tell you what you need to do. <coughs> Calm down. Deep breath. Yeah. And go to travel. Oh, nuts. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Usual congestion on the motorways. M25 anti-clockwise on camera slow from 27 to 25 through the roadworks. M11 to Enfield, of course. And then usual congestion in patches from 21A all the way down towards 16, uh, down to the M40. A1M is particularly slow southbound passing Stevenage. We've seen on the sensors this morning. Uh, busy into London on the A1 approaching Mill Hill Circus. Uh, A10 also building up passing Chesant now southbound on the approach to the M25 on the sensors. And as for trains, well, not too bad at all through the three counties. Delays of up to half an hour on the West Coast Main Line. It's because of uh, overrunning engineering works up at Liverpool Lime Street. Liverpool trains delayed by up to an hour. And on the Bakerloo Line into London, minor delays from Harren Wilston to Queen's Park. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you very much indeed. Matt Barrett's posted on Facebook, if you have to play music on your shows, how about catering to people below the age of 60? We've played the Antarctic Monkeys this morning. What are you talking about? Six, uh, we'll start again, 7.17, Wednesday the 12th of March, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs have voted to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. Labour claims the measure puts hospitals like Bedford and Milton Keynes at risk, with combined annual losses of £26 million. Commuters in Flitwick say they are worried that prices to park at the town station could go up due to new management. And in sport, Luton stay 15 points clear at the top of the conference after a one-all draw at second place Cambridge. MK Dons are three points off the League One playoff places after a 3-1 win at Notts County. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
every weekday from three. Why would anyone buy a mattress off the back of a van? Roberto Peroni. How do you keep a straight face? That is so funny. A professor from the University of Bedfordshire has followed in the footsteps of Indiana Jones. Weekdays from three. It's the family and lifestyle debate. Got an hour discussing business and finance. It's our politics panel discussing how politics affects us. Later in the show, it's all about the entertainment world. Roberto Peroni. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> I've had something very funny whispered in my ears. Is he going to come on and t- tell us that? He's not going to come on. He's livid. What's, who, now, who's, who's livid? He is. He's furious. He's hopping mad. I don't think he has the strength to get livid Dennis these days. Dennis Dunstable. Regular caller to the show. Great yeah. contributor to the show. Uh, he's rang in and he said, Oh, it's like listening to Kids Hour with Uncle Ian and Auntie Kelly. What are you lot dribbling? You're just dribbling on about right. nonsense. I'm going back to bed. This is a man who called us up the other day to tell us that he once had to shave between his legs. Right? Yep. And he's accusing us of dribbling on <laughs> today. It's, what is dribbling on? I anyway? don't know. There's not a thing dribbling on. Is, is it dribbling on? What? Snivelling on? Mm. Driving on? Hard drive. It's driving home for Christmas. He's accused us of driving home I for know, Christmas. That's crazy. Can we sue him for that? Yeah. Now, listen. Anyway, morning, Dennis. Yeah, good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. Hello. Yeah. Uh, is Sophie ready for this next one? Uh, hopefully. Bear with me. Okay. You you bear with you you type on my screen when it's ready. We can't we can't have another repeat of. Uh, of what happened last time. I'll tell you what, while we're waiting for that, should we have a little bit of uh, political reporter Paul Scoynes reciting some uh, Chaz and Dave? I'm not going to be made to look a fool anymore. You've done it once too often. What do you, what do you take me for? Oh, darling, there isn't any pleasing you, is there? Now, if you think I don't mean what I say and I'm only bluffing... You've got another thing coming, and I'm telling you that for nothing. Oh, darling, I'm leaving. That's what I'm going to do. And he means that. He means that. 08459 455 555 is the phone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, and that's the number that has been dialed by Richard in Windsor. Morning, Richard. Yo, Ian, my man. How's it hanging? Uh, it's very, very well, mate. Yeah. Uh, what's up? What's up, man? What's up, man? Hey, man, you sound American, which is... I'm going to America this week. What for? I'm going to a... I'm glad you asked. I'm going to a a monkeys convention where I've been asked to show some very rare videos. (laughs) Watch it, you. You'll get a slap. Now, what do you want? What do I want? What do I want? Send me a postcard. Yeah. Why have you called in on this awful, awful line? Well, I rang in earlier because I gather you were dissing the lovely Katie Hopkins. She's a waste of space. Absolute twaddle. She's got more go-heads than most blokes. Well, 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 what does she do that's any use to anybody? She has very good opinions and she holds them forthrightly. She's not put off by, by mere mortals trying to give her a hard time because she's a woman. Good luck to her. I love Who, Katie Hopkins. Who's giving her a hard time because she's a woman? Well, you did. No, I didn't give her a hard time because she's a woman. I gave her a hard time because she's a numpty. Don't you argue with me. She's she numpty? She's posting jokes about Bob Crow online. Well, Is that what appropriate? Was what was the joke? Uh, she wrote something like, one for sorrow, two for joy, three for a letter, four for a council house that's now on the market again, or something like that. <laughs> Well, look, humour is humour. You may not like it. I mean, Bob Crow... He's a crow, not a magpie. If it had been Bob Magpie, then yes. If it had been Tommy Boyd, then yes. But no, it's Bob Crow. Well, 
Whether he's a crow or a magpie, he can now fly. <laughs> Unbelievable. And that's the... The thing is, yeah, if that's the audience she's playing to. She's playing to people like Richard and Winslow. Good for her for doing that. Those people need to be entertained. We do something, dare I say it, yes I do, a little bit more sophisticated than her. We're, we're, we're an iron fist in a velvet glove. She's just a big iron stick that's just being swung around and whatever it hits, it hits. It's not a brilliant metaphor, but you get the point. 08459 555 You're a fan of Hopkins? She's banned on this show. She'll be, she pops up on JVS. It's great. They can have her. We don't want her. Now, here's a story. Parking is a big thing in most places, especially in commuter towns like Flitwick in Bedfordshire, which is why people who use the train station are worried by a council decision to take over the only car park that isn't owned by First Capital Connect or Tesco. Commuters want assurances that prices will remain unchanged. Well, our reporter, Sophie Solaria, is there this morning. Sophie, what have people been saying to you? People aren't happy about the car park changes, Ian. Not at all. I've been here for at least an hour now and speaking to people this morning. Their concerns are that Network Rail as you say, may be involved in the car park's future and therefore force prices up. At present, Network Rail run the car park just across from me, next door to this car park, and have always kept their prices in line with this car park, charging around 5.50 a day. But this, of course, could now change and prices may go up. These are some more of the thoughts from the commuters this morning. Have a listen. We rely heavily on this. Uh, I don't want to pay NCP. I got let down badly by them. Terrible service. Couldn't even buy a season ticket. No one to get hold of a year ago. Been using this ever since. Fantastic service. Personal service. Going to miss it terribly. My principal concern is that there will be a dearth of car parking space. There will be maybe 200 people who have absolutely nowhere to go. And quite um, surely the price will go up of the First Capital Connect car park. Definitely insufficient parking at Flitwick. Uh, if you come in, sometimes I work late in London, which means I leave late, and on several occasions I've had to drive all the way down to Luton Airport Parkway and pay to park there in order to get to an urgent meeting in London. So, it, so clearly the situation is inadequate at the moment and uh, they need to make sure that they at least maintain the number of spaces they've got now, but ideally improve it. Um, I pay a heck of a lot of money for my um, ticket and uh, frequently stand to St Albans on the way home. Not being a park doesn't make me a happy um, commuter. Thank you for that, Sophie. Well, Arthur Taylor is chairman of the Bedford Commuters Association, which covers Flitwick. Can you understand their concerns, Arthur? Yeah, uh, good morning. Morning. I can uh, indeed... uh at the moment, they do pay a, a lot of money for the uh, privilege of parking their cars in the car park. Do we know how much it costs? Well, uh, at the moment, it's uh, £5.50 a day for uh, uh, the car park in the uh, car park that the uh, council are going to take over, which compares with £5.60 uh, for the SCC car park. Now, listen, for someone who's, who lived and worked in London for a long time, £5.50 a day sounds like a bargain bucket to me. Well, yeah, it, it, it could sound like that, uh, but it, £5.50 a day is a lot of money. Yeah, if you're no, you're right. Five days a week. People park on the street quite often, don't they? Particularly outside Flitwick Lower School. Do you reckon we could see more of that? It depends what they do with the, with the actual car park. Obviously, if they uh, put prices up, people will tend to think of going on to uh, the ordinary uh, highway to park. It is a problem already uh, with the amount of um, car parking on, on the streets. 
could be because, uh, as one of the, the commuters said, there's not a lot of parking at the actual station itself. It, it, they're all full. Has anywhere managed to solve the problem of commuter parking, Arthur? Because if you've got a station, you're always going to have people who don't want to pay to park. What is the solution? Well, obviously, yeah, there, there always is a proportion of people that don't want to pay for parking, and this problem isn't um, just uh, Flitwick. It's all over the uh, commuter belt in London and the, in the southeast of, of England. Uh, the only way, really, to, to, to sort this out is to provide more car parking spaces down at the station, which, uh, as we understand it, will be forthcoming with the regeneration of the town centre down there. But as yet, we've seen no plans of what they're actually going to do. Arthur, I appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. That's Arthur Taylor, chairman of the Bedford Commuters Association. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. £5.50, I'm not, not knocking that at all. Of course, it's a lot of money. But for someone who lived and worked in London for a long time, £5.50, you, you could pay that £5.50 for a couple of hours in some places. It's crazy. The, the parking prices in London are ridiculous. You want to park for a day in an NCP, you're looking at 25 quid. £25! That's nuts, isn't it? You've got to admit, that's nuts. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if uh, you want to give us a call. And I am keen to hear from you. If any women are offended, or men, I suppose, any women are offended by the use of the word bossy. There's a campaign. I'm trying to find it. It might be in, uh, might be in the Express, actually. Let's reclaim that from... I tossed it into the corner over there. There's a campaign to stop women being called bossy. Beyonce has jumped on the bandwagon and um, Posh Spice has jumped on it. There's a Facebook campaign to stop it. It says it's demeaning to women. Really? The word bossy? I didn't realise that was, that was a problem, that that was actually such a thing. 08459 455 555. And here's the thing in the Express. On TV, estate agent's sex romps in a house for sale. Footage of estate agents captured on CCTV having sex in their client's house has been released by the angry owners. Oh, my word. US estate agents Robert Lindsay, not the actor, and Jean-Marie Phelan have been charged with selling the £390,000 home in New Jersey for Richard and Sandra Weiner. 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 But instead of showing it to prospective buyers, the couple used the property to conduct an illicit affair. According to Mr Weiner, his hidden cameras recorded the duo having sex at least ten times. They were caught when Mrs Weiner, Weiner, checked the CCTV video feed and saw strangers in the house. You do wonder what these estate agents get up to. They're, they're, a, mucky, they're a mucky load, aren't they? And they've got access to a house. It I makes w- you want to not tidy up. Don't want to make it romantic. No, you don't. You clean the sheets regularly. But because a lot of the estate... This is, these, the, these estate agents are in their 40s, possibly 50s. A lot of the estate agents in the UK are kids. They're children. And you do wonder if sometimes those children say to their girlfriends or their boyfriends, Oh, uh, yeah, I've got um, like a really nice loft uh, penthouse apartment. Do you want to come and... Have, have sex with me. Really? I was more worried about ruining my carpets, to be honest. <laughs> You're such a mum. 08459 455 555. We ruled one out. We came round for the, you know, the pre-interview. Yes. And he didn't take his shoes off. I just saw oh. new carpets. Walked, it, walked in and walked out again. You could see where he'd been. He did not get the job. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Usual delays on the motorways, including the M1, fairly slow southbound 11 down to 9 now, we can see on the sensors. Uh, A1M slow southbound at Stevenage, um, quite busy on the A1 southbound towards the Black Cat roundabout, we've spotted on sensor this morning. On the M25, checking the cameras anti-clockwise, 27 to 25, really slow through the roadworks approaching the A10, and then it's slow in patches from 21A down to 16 if you're approaching the M40. A10 slow southbound passing Chesant, and no accidents or incidents reported though. Problems for the West Coast mainline delays of up to an hour, uh, both north and southbound through the three counties because of uh, engineering works up in the northwest. London Midland also reported delays of up to 45 minutes, and there are now severe delays on the Bakerloo line into London between Harren Wilston and Queen's Park. James Wally, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30. I'm Simon Oxley. MPs have voted to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. Labour claims the measure puts hospitals like Bedford and Milton Keynes at risk, with combined annual losses of £26 million. Commuters in Flittick say they're worried that prices to park at the town station could go up due to new management, and firefighters have tackled a blaze at a recycling plant in Hitchin overnight. They were called to the Huntingate Industrial Estate off Wilbury Way at 9.30 last night. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton Town have taken another step towards promotion. Back to Henry it goes. In comes his cross towards Benson and Cullen. And it's headed downwards. Here's a strike on goal. And it's an equaliser for the Hammers. They have got it. And it's the substitute, Mark Cullen. Mark Cullen's late goal maintained their 15-point lead at the top of the conference with a one-all draw at second place Cambridge. In the Championship, Watford conceded a stoppage-time goal to lose 2-1 at Doncaster after playing much of the game with 10 men after Mateus Ranigi was sent off. Goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain frustrated that no penalty was awarded for a first-half challenge on Troy Deeney. Anybody who was in the ground was absolutely amazed that it wasn't given. You know, we, we obviously have to have to deal with it and we have to get on with the game, but it is very disappointing. I think it was a fairly clear penalty and would have had to have been a red card and uh, it is uh, it was a pretty clear cut one I think Milton Keynes Dons are just three points off the League One playoff places after a Delhi Alley hat trick gave them a 3-1 win at Notts County here's manager Carl Robinson the game's been settled by a wonder boy it's as simple as that the kid is I've said from the word go he's as good as it gets he's the best young player I've ever worked with um, he's 17 he's not 18 till the middle of back end of April and Stevenage are out of the relegation zone after Jimmy Smith's stoppage time goal gave Graham Westley's side a one-all draw at home to Preston. We played three games against top six sides recently and we came away just edged out. Tonight we weren't prepared to accept being edged out. We found that a little bit extra and could easily have won the game. So credit to the lads for showing uh, a lot of growth and even within the game for accepting some honest criticism and really bouncing back in the second half. And in League Two, Wickham are four points above the relegation zone after losing 1-0 at home to Plymouth. Arsenal are out of the Champions League after a one-all draw away to Bayern Munich saw them go out 3-1 on aggregate tonight Manchester City are away to Barcelona trailing 2-0 from the first leg in the Southern League Premier leaders Hemel Hempstead drew one all at home to Cambridge City but second place Chesham are just six points behind after winning 3-1 at Burnham and England's cricketers lost the second 2020 international in the West Indies by five wickets to lose the series 2-0 BBC Three Counties News and Sports the next full bulletin is at eight Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah.
That's what I'm talking about. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What have we uh, thrown out so far? Well, we've talked about the fact that the government now has the powers to close hospitals when they want, pretty much. Does that worry you? Not any calls on it, so I'm guessing you're fine with that, which is great. 08459 455 555. Katie Hopkins is banned from this show. Um, and uh, and has been for a while, and uh, I just think she's a terribly tedious woman. Are are you a fan? Have I made a wrong decision? And I'm not having a pop at her because she's a woman. Of course I'm not. Some of my best friends know women. Uh, And also, also, if you are a woman, does being called bossy offend you? There's a campaign to get rid of the word bossy. I didn't realise it was sexist. Sounds like a load of old guff to me. Dennis is in Dunstable. Morning, Dennis. Good morning, Uncle Ian. Yes. You can put the toys away now. Let's talk seriously. Hang on a second. Yes. What did you call in about earlier on? They said it sounded like children's hour. Okay. And you were talking, you were just dribbling on about nothing. Okay. So and I went back to sleep. Okay. And you, you want to come and play with my toys now, do you? No, I don't. Well, you want, want to, to you, you want to come into my playroom? No, I do not. This is. We're, we're talking serious things now. Okay, we're, to, we're talking serious things, but car parking. Yeah. Okay, car parking. Yes. What were we talking about that was drivel? Just nothing. You were just dribbling on about nothing. Okay. You called up the other day to tell us that you'd shaved between your legs. That's this, that's a that's a, a thing that you shouldn't talk about anymore. Okay, but uh, just saying that some people might think that the thing between your legs is nothing. Oh yeah, well I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at that because I'm so fat I can't see it anymore. No, oh, Dennis, <laughs> come on, for goodness sakes, go on. What do you want to say? Right, car parking. Yes, yes a solution. Charge every car driver twenty pounds a day without exception, as long and then they get a rebate if they find a decent car parking space. What are you? What are you wittering on about now, you crazy old man? In car, car park. <laughs> <laughs> no, charge them for, to start with. Then they won't go looking for t- free ones, and then they'll go looking for a proper parking space. Oh dear. You... They will get a discount, right? Right. So you phoned up to complain that we were talking drivel, and then you phoned up again to make this point. Thinking this was sensible? Hang on a minute, I'm talking from experience. I've got I've got the mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson, waiting on the line, and he's having to listen to you. Tell him to find a parking space. Right. Okay. My parking trouble is uh, I'm opposite a very big school. Yes. Right? They put red tarmac down as a as an ex- You don't drive, Dennis. I used to do, but it's just driven me up the way. But wall. you haven't got a parking problem because you don't no, drive. No, no, I have people visiting, oh, including, including your gentleman with the with the car, the uh, radio car. You've forgotten his name already, haven't you? Yes, I know. It's, it's, it slips me. My memory's not as good as have, you. Have you forgotten his name? Yes. Really? Yes. Let me, let me, give, you, let me give you a clue. Come here, give me a big cuddle. Give me a big cuddle. Does that r- ring any bells? No. No? I don't do a programme about Adolf Hitler. I give you any clues? No. You don't remember his name? No. At all? No. Wow. Oh, he'd be so hurt. How quickly they've... He's been away for three days. I know. That's what happens, you see. Well, the the Dave Hodgson, the mayor of uh, of Bedford's on the line. Hurry up and finish this, Dennis. We've got an important guest to speak to. Tell him not to come and park opposite my house. I I doubt he will, Dennis. No, believe you me, I've some funny people parked out here. One way or another. OK, they... thanks very much indeed. Now, I've got to move on, because I've got no idea what he was prattling on about, what he was dribbling on about today. <laughs> and I've got a guest on the line, so let, let's, let's move on to slightly more serious things, shall we? We're talking this morning about Labour's warnings that the decision to give the Health Secretary more powers to close hospitals could be bad news for Bedford and Milton Keynes. Bedford is operating with almost £9 million losses for this year, and Milton Keynes £17 million. Well, the Lib Dem Mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson, joins me. Morning, Dave. <laughs> 
Good morning. I'm so sorry you had to sit through that. I do apologise. Right. No, uh, no problem. What, 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 does Labour have a point that, uh, that this is a, a worrying development? Yeah, uh, yeah, it really worries me. I think it's just, you know, the clauses and democratic and a, a, a potential threat to Bedford and Milton Keynes Hospital and the others on the list. Um, we've, we've fought um, many threats for Bedford Hospital. I just think this is another one uh, with all the, uh, the, the, the costs uh, that have actually been accrued by the various um, uh, reviews that we've had going on, the, the, the fines that other parts of the uh, health service have made to Bedford Hospital. I do think it's really worrying. I mean, it's the, it's the safest hospital in the South East Midlands, uh, and it was simply cut because um, and putting patients and families at risk uh, because the, the, the Secretary of State um, didn't get his own way in Lewisham. What's uh, upset and annoyed a lot of people is that quite a few Lib Dems voted for this, including Norman Lamb, the care yeah. minister. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it upsets me as well. Bedford's in a precarious position It's had a really tough 18 months It was coming out of that Now there are other things going on Losing £9 million a year And now this this, uh, amendment is being brought in Are you really concerned about Bedford now? Bedford Hospital? I'm really concerned I mean last night there were some concessions made About the the fact that uh, there'll be some consultation With them, with local uh, local government With the commissioners uh, With Health Watch And I'd like to see more about what those uh, concessions are And what those reassurances are But it still worries me for a government that's meant to be decentralising. Uh, this seems to be uh, a more centralising approach. Um, I think there's a whole lot of things. I mean, it staggers me that the, the various reviews now stack up to 5.4 million. That money could be spent on actually looking after people and actually attacking some of the deficit. I mean, we, we know that you know not all the paediatric um, uh, services are back in Bedford Hospital. We have got no in-care care at the moment, in care, inpatient care. Um, other ones have been brought back, but we, we need Bedford Hospital. I think they need to listen to people uh, and actually work together. What I really want to see is all the health services, nationally and locally, all working together to buy the best possible care for the people of Bedford at the cheapest possible cost. But it's, you say you want them all working together. It seems to be going in the opposite direction, that the, the National Health Service is splintering off into various different departments and, and organisations. I mean, last March when uh, I talked to the Health Education East of England, which the people that actually withdrew the, the trainers, which, remember it was about supervision of trainers, of junior doctors yes. in Bedford Hospital, that's where it started from. Uh, when we talked to them, they were considering doing the same thing to another hospital, uh, pre the reorganisation, they had to talk to three different bodies in the NHS. When they closed the paediatrics in Bedford Hospital, it was 16 different bits of the NHS, 16 different autonomous bits of the NHS that they had to talk to to actually close it. That doesn't seem like a national health service. It seems like lots of splintered organisations that seem to be uh, not working for the best of the patients and the patients in Bedford. Dave, thank you very much for coming on and thank you for your patience uh, sitting through the uh, the other dr- dribble that we bang on about. That's the Lib Dem Mayor of Bedford, Dave Hodgson. Now, none of you have called in about this, which would say to me, you're not that bothered. Oh, it's one of those, those things that doesn't affect me. But there is a real strong chance it could affect you. Lewisham Hospital would have been closed down had this, this uh, been law two years ago. Okay, big hospital, it would have been closed down. There's a strong chance it might be closed down now. Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals are potentially in the firing line. Does it worry you? Oh, wait, 459, 455, 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Kells. 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 
Kells. Kells. Kells. Kells. Kells. Kells. Kells. Kells. Kells. All back, Shirley. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Kels. Are you talking to me? Yeah, I wanted to talk to you. What? what? I was trying to get your attention. What was wrong? I'm sorry. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you want? Got an email. Mm. Do you want to hear it? Okay. From Joe Richardson. Do Hi, you know Joe. do you know Joe Richardson? Not that I'm aware of. Hi Joe. Nice to meet you. What's your name, please? Ian Lee. Oh, she's on the phone. Sorry, I thought she was talking to <laughs> you. Uh, hello, Ian. I really like your show on BBC Three Counties, but it is on a bit too early for me. It goes on till nine o'clock. How can that be early? If I happen to wake up in time, I listen here and there. But he's not very good at commas. He's put co- way too many commas in. But always download the podcast on Fridays and basically make do with that. I know you are the governor, Ian, but oh my, Kelly Betts, what an absolute star. I'm pausing here because he's put lots of dots in. What a fabulous voice and laugh she has. And she brings so much fun to the show. And this is the sentence that really gets me. You must be so pleased to have her in the team with you. Take care. Best wishes, Joe the pervert. I've added those last two words myself. Thanks, Joe. Why don't you... I'll tell you what we'll do, because he won't be listening, because it's too early for him. Okay. Oh, I've just seen the email you sent me. Uh, It'll be too early. So we'll we'll put this... (laughs) We'll put this in the podcast, and I'm going to forward that email on to uh, uh, Tony Hall, the head of the BBC. Right. Is, it, is it still him? We'll put this in the podcast, because mm-hmm. this is the only way Joe's going to listen. So would you like to deliver a message to Creepy Joe? Yes. Uh, sorry, Creepy Joe, how rude of me. Weird Joe, uh, that th- th- it's just for him. Everybody else, if you're listening on the podcast, ignore this bit. This is for, for Strange Joe. I'll do it as if it's through email. OK, yeah. that's how we communicate now. To my... Dearest Joe, comma, thank you, comma, for your kind, comma, words. Too many commas. Really? Well, Joe used a lot of commas. In oh, this is how we communicate. Right. Uh, really lovely, comma, to, comma, here from you. Uh, thanks. Best wishes, comma, love, L-O-V, so, e, so it means I mean it, comma, that goes in what I'm saying yep. uh, just typing that goes in as well because okay. making it real and now making it real love I've done that bit I've done that bit too much love yeah well, what were you saying Catherine you were miming something to me while she was well there's someone that works in our office that uses a lot of commas there's a lot of commas so uh, let's get rid of the commas it's the most popular one <laughs> <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The southbound A1M is really slow. As I check the speed sensors, slow from uh, well north of Stevenage down towards Nebworth. Uh, the M1 is moving fairly well despite the quite misty conditions. It's slow on that stretch between 11 and 9, I've just spotted on the sensors. M25 anti-clockwise, 27 to 25, slow through the roadworks. Patchy delays from 21A round to 16 for the M4C. Just be aware there are long queues on the A40 into London this morning because of an accident earlier uh, down 
near Gypsy Corner, I think. And as for the situation on the A1 into London, that's slow approaching Mill Hill Circus. The West Coast Main Line delays of up to an hour. It's all because of overrunning engineering works uh, in the West Midlands. There's also up at Liverpool Lime Street. And London Midland reporting delays of 45 minutes. And but the uh, Bakerloo Line, severe delays from Harren Wilston to Queen's Park because of a faulty track at Stonebridge Park this morning. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you very much, James. It's 7.46 or thereabouts. It's, um, what's the day? Wednesday, the 12th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs have voted to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. Labour claims the measure puts hospitals like Bedford and Milton Keynes at risk, with combined annual losses of £26 million. Commuters in Flittick say they are worried that prices to park at the town station could go up due to new management. And in sport, Watford lost 2-1 at Doncaster in the Championship and Stevenage are out of the League One relegation zone after a stoppage time equaliser gave them a one-all draw at home to Preston. Right, taking your calls on hospitals and Katie Hopkins and all kinds of stuff, but before that, here's the weather with Kate. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Good morning. Despite a misty start today, it is an improving picture. We've still got a bit of cloud for some this morning, but it will gradually start to lift and thin and separate as the sun starts doing its job. We should see some blue sky and sunshine. The lighter wind today means it's going to feel really quite pleasant. We're looking at a maximum of 14 Celsius. Overnight, we've got some clear spells at first, but then the mist and the cloud will move in from the east, making it quite a murky night. Minimum temperature down to 3 Celsius. So for tomorrow morning, that mist and fog is likely to linger for a time. It's going to take its time to clear out of the way, but once it does, we should get uh, some pleasant sunny spells and it will continue to feel warm tomorrow afternoon. Maximum temperature 14 Celsius, 57 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Thank you very much. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The village itself is quite ancient. The original settlement here was 2,000 years ago. Inviting everyone to where you live. The village is very special. The community is just so cohesive. It does so much together. And all this week, we're featuring Wheat Hampstead. It looks like an extremely historic village. There's lots of fascinating looking buildings. If you've got a story everyone should hear about, let us tell them about it. Be glad when the swan is back in use again. It burnt badly last year. Send us an email to 3cr at bbc.co.uk Just come here and feel the love. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, yeah. No, the words to that jingle are quite different. Oh, what are the words in your head? Yes, it is. What's the... OK. What, when you turn off a computer, a, a Windows computer... Bye-bye. What's the, what the, when it goes, what's the song that you sing? What are the words mm-hmm. to the... Da, 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 da? See you later. Sorry? See you later. Mine are, time to go home. Oh, that's nice. It's nice, time to go home. Nice little message. This is a nice bit of radio. It is really, really nice, but I'm afraid I have to end it and we have to get nasty. Uh, talking about hospitals and the new uh, rules that have been brought in, meaning the government could close a hospital within 40 days if they so fancied. Shirley's in Milton Keynes. Morning, Shirley. Morning, Aya. Does it worry you? Yes, it does. Tell me why. Well, where are people supposed to go if they're taken ill? 
I mean... Him, the doctors or the pharmacists? Yeah. There's always ambulances flying around here with the lights going and sirens going. Where are people supposed... Where are they supposed to take them in an emergency? To an, a, a hospital slightly further away. Yeah, but if they're, they're saying about... When I saw on television last night, Northampton, Milton Keynes, Bedford... Where's the next nearest hospital? Milton Keynes is losing £17 million pounds a year. Yes, Milton Keynes is still a very big growing city. I mean... No, the, ho- the hospital is u- losing £17 million pounds a year. That's not sustainable, is it? Well, no, probably not. The ne- things need to be sorted. So what do you do but, then? But Milton Keynes is growing. There's more and more people coming here. They're building more and more houses. Yeah. They, we, we desperately need this hospital. For years, we never had a hospital. Mm. For, for years, we all had to go to Northampton. But, I mean, if, if they're thinking about closing all these hospitals, it, uh, that's dreadful. What are people supposed to do? It's a case of either living or dying. And people could die. People could die because they can't get to a hospital. Lynn? 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 Oh, Shirley, <laughs> I'm talking. I'm looking at my next guest on the screen. I do apologise. Uh, yeah. I thought you'd gone potty. You thought I'd gone potty. Let, yeah. Let's let's pretend this never happened. Right. Okay. Shirley, do you get upset if people call you bossy? No, nobody's ever called me bossy. Have they not? You sound like you could be quite bossy. No, no. I, only if I get really, really wild about something. And mm. and hospitals is one thing. Yes, that does. I can when tell you when they say about think about you know they could close it yes that does make me angry i can tell you're getting very passionate stephanie thank yeah. you very much indeed i know it's shirley i know looking at uh, this is the thing i'm an idiot when it, if there's something i do apologize about that lynn if, if, right. if there's something written on the screen in front of me i read it whatever it says <laughs> as long as you're not going to accuse me of being bossy well uh, well do you, do, well i've got you on and we'll explain why you're here in a second do you get upset if people call you bossy no, actually, I think sometimes I take it as quite a compliment, to be honest. <laughs> I have a tiny... Oh, no, don't write that on the screen, Catherine. Uh, listen, the reason we've got you on, uh, let's just remind people, the dry spell of weather means the floodwaters, which have uh, which affected several parts of the three counties, have receded. But for some of those worst affected, the clean-up operation remains in full swing. Lynn Presence is the co-owner of Parents Paradise. You may have been there. It's an indoor play centre in Watford, which was forced to temporarily close because it was flooded. Lynn, it, and it was badly flooded, wasn't it? D- tell us how bad it got yes well just briefly it was the overnight on the 7th of february that the water came into the building from the river cone that adverted its banks and we had about two feet of water all the way through the building so it wasn't just a little bit of water uh so since then it's been just really having to crack on with drying the building out which has taken three weeks and how do you do that have you just got lots of um heaters in there or something dehumidifiers It's a bit more technical in that there's a, there are companies that specialise in these massive bits of drying equipment and they just bring them into the buildings and even drill them into the outside walls every six oh. inches around the outside walls. I oh mean, gosh. it's very technical. Yeah. Um, and the last of that, well, most of it was removed from the building last week and the rest of it was actually removed yesterday. So, hurrah, we're jumping for joy. So, is the building work. dry now? Yes, it's dry, completely okay. dry. So that's, yeah. that's, that's the first thing. Uh, what happens next? I guess, what, carpets or, or flooring and redecorating and things like that? Yes, the builders are in now. They're reinstating walls because obviously all the plaster had to be hacked off to a certain height. They're replastering and then painting actually started yesterday, which is quite exciting because it's 
starting to make it feel like it's going to come together now. And then, yes, carpets. And, I mean, it's been, you know, has its ups and downs. You know, one minute we think we're going forward, the next minute we have a step back. And it can be silly things like the company that promised me 19 sofas by the end of the month who then decide that they can't deliver them. Oh. And then tell me, I've got to try and go shopping and find another 19 oh. sofas. Yeah. It's silly things, but, you know, we are moving forward and uh, we're really excited, actually. We've made a few little changes and, oh, and we you, are excited. You, you have, yeah, things like this you, you, is, is a great opportunity, looking for the silver lining, uh, lining here. It's a great opportunity, isn't it, to kind of change things and, and update things a little bit. But yeah. I'm guessing, because you're closed and you've been closed for a while, this must be costing you a fortune. It is costing us. A lot of money. Yeah, it is. I mean, like I said to you before, that February half term week and, and, and looking at the period we thought we were going to be off could be up to 20% of our turnover that we could lose over this sort of eight weeks. Because it is a busy time of year for us. But at the moment, we are working towards um, an, a reopening date of the 8th of April, which is basically the start of the Easter holiday. Fantastic. So I want everybody listening to this to make sure that they're going to come to Parents Paradise once over the Easter holidays, because that will so help us. Um, and, of course, the other thing I'm absolutely praying for, I know it's more weather-related, but I, I don't want nice, lovely sunshine over the Easter holidays, because everyone will be going to the oh, park. Blimey. <laughs> so you want, you want a nice balance between flood water and bright sunshine. You want yes, something exactly. in the middle, something a little bit yes. grey and miserable, please. Exactly, yes, that would be lovely. How have your insurance companies been dealing with this? Well, I would have said very good up until the last few days in, oh. in that they've been promising money because I haven't actually had any money out of them yet. So as you can imagine, I'm getting a little bit stressed now about, you know, who I've got to pay. And I've got to pay certain people to get the work done within the timeframes we're working Of course. With. So it, I am a bit stressed now about it. Uh, they keep telling me, yeah, they'll get the money to us. It's supposed to be with us last week and it still hasn't arrived. So... I'm very much hoping by the end of this week I will have money in my account and I can just breathe a sigh of relief. Um, but, What's know. this wall of inspiration, Lynn? Well, it's something that we mentioned last time we were on, yeah. actually. Uh, uh, one of our customers' children, Charlotte Kingsley, um, she approached us to say she wanted to create a picture and she wanted to sell it to raise funds for the restoration, which was a lovely thought. Uh, but we've kind of evolved it now, and what we've asked is, through our Facebook page, we're asking all of our customers to get their children to paint or draw, photograph, pictures, rather, of their memories of visiting Parents' Paradise, and we're going to display these on a wall for opening. And, in fact, we've gone a step further now because a, a local estate agent, Aitchison's local estate agents in Watford, have got in touch to say they'd like to sponsor it. Oh. So we're now going to have first prize of a birthday party, obviously at Parents Paradise, for 20 children. So anyone that's interested in winning a birthday party, look on the Facebook page. I'm sure even if you haven't been to us, you can get an idea of what we were like and draw some nice pictures for us. Well, Lynn, listen, April the 8th, that's when you're hoping to open. We'll, we'll try and speak to you on that day if we can. Uh, and Parents Paradise is easy to find on Facebook? Yes, yes it is, yeah. Parents Paradise on Facebook. Just Beautiful. have a look on there. Daily updates. Good luck. Keep up the good work and we'll speak to you soon. Thanks ever so much, Ian, having me back on. Oh, it's an absolute pleasure. We, we want to make sure that this uh, all goes off smoothly. I nearly said swimmingly. That would have been inappropriate. Uh, and that uh, it's a huge success when it opens. Um, Peter's in Warmer Green. Morning, Peter. Good morning. Peter, what do you want to moan about today? I was talking about... Uh, you were talking about Bob Crow, wasn't you? Yes, we were. We mentioned well, him, Well, some yes. of the remarks against Bob Crow have been appalling, really, because he's, uh, he's done more for the working man than 
anyone in this country, really, recent, in recent years. It could be argued, Peter, that he was an irritant, though. I mean, he, because of him, uh, London, the underground shut a lot, perhaps when it didn't need to, uh, and a lot of people didn't like him, did they? Well, first of, first and foremost, well, a lot of people liked him, actually. The, the, well, a lot of people liked him, and a lot of people majority, didn't like him. The vast majority of people liked him. You can't say that. Oh, I can. Well, you, you, you can say it, but it's not necessarily true. Where did you get your evidence from? It, because the people who he was representing liked him more than... Uh, yeah, but, Peter, you can't say the vast majority of people liked Bob no, Crow. I'm talking about his members. Well, yeah, the, the, the members of his union probably liked him a lot. Yeah, yeah of course. When you vilify him, when a man gets vilified for many, many years, people... There's certain people behave like total bullies in this country and because they've got no answer to a person they vilify them the attempt is always made it's like bullies at school they vilify and and he's been vilified has he been vilified yeah 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 i mean even today they said oh he's a dinosaur well he's no dinosaur because there's a lot of people feel like them and if there's no outlet for the public I tell you what, there'll be civil disobedience in this country because there's so many things that people are bothered about. There will be civil... Peter, are you trying to start a revolution on BBC Three Counties Radio? No, I'm not. Good. We'll have none of that, sir. No, I'm not. We'll have none of that. Otherwise, I'll have to vilify you. No, no, you no. You wouldn't like I'm that. I'm not doing that. Good. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is... You've got five seconds. They've got to really... Listen to the public. Okay, Peter, thank you very much indeed. A lot of people liked Bob Crow, a lot of people hated him. You can't say most people liked him unless you got the stats. If you want to talk about Bob Crow, you're welcome to 08459 455555. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Usual congestion on the motorways, anti-clockwise M25, slow 27 to 25, and then also slow moving from 21A down to 16 in patches. A1M's particularly busy passing Stevenage this morning. Thinking of using the A40 into London, there are long queues from the end of the M40 all the way down towards the Hoover Building, more or less, and delays on the West Coast Main Line of up to an hour. James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Take calls about anything. If you want to call in about Bob Crow, we've not mentioned him today. It got uh, big shocking news yesterday, wasn't it? He died at 52. If you want to talk about Bob Crow, you're more than welcome to. 08459 455 555. Here's the news with Simon. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, the headlines, Labour warning over Bedford and Milton Keynes hospitals, flitted commuters fear increased parking charges, and win for MK Dons, vital draws for Stevenage and Luton. BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs have voted to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. Labour claims the measure puts hospitals like Bedford and Milton Keynes at risk, with combined annual losses of £26 million. A review of health services across Bedfordshire and Milton Keynes is currently underway, led by the regulator Mon- Andrew Pakes is Labour's prospective parliamentary candidate for Milton Keynes South. Milton Keynes is a growing area. Bedford Hospital has obviously been through some tough times and on the men's. I think local people should have a say about their services. Even if it's losing £17 million a year, which Milton Keynes Hospital is? There's already 
already been provisions in the law to help get hospitals back on the mend. And Milton Keynes Hospital is improving. We've got some wonderful staff working really, really hard. Commuters in Flittick say they're worried that prices to park at the town station could go up due to new management. Central Bedfordshire Council has announced that it will take control of a privately operated car park next to the station, having bought the land in 2011. Current car park operator Nick Viger says commuters have expressed concern. We have kept the prices down. The uh, uh, first couple connect run a car park immediately next door um, and their prices have been kept down because of the, uh, the prices that we uh, have you know, introduced. Um, elsewhere in the on the um, bedpan line, it's up to seven, eight pound a, a day. We're five sixty a day. Firefighters have tackled a blaze at a recycling plant in Hitchin overnight. They were called to the Huntinggate Industrial Estate off Wilbury Way at 9.30 last night. A future Labour government won't call an in-out referendum on the UK's membership of the European Union unless it was being asked to transfer more powers to Brussels. Labour leader Ed Miliband will set out the new position in a speech later where he'll say Britain's future is in the EU. David Cameron says it shows only the Conservatives will guarantee a vote on the issue, but the former Labour Cabinet Minister Lord Mandelson says Ed Miliband's right not to promise a referendum for the sake of it. I think that he's arrived at the right position, which is simply this, not ruling out a referendum in any circumstances, but neither making an open-ended, arbitrary commitment to one, whatever the conditions and whatever's happening in three years' time. Searches are continuing for the missing Malaysian Airways plane, which disappeared five days ago with 239 people on board. Military radar suggests the plane turned west away from its route before vanishing. In sport, Luton have taken another step towards promotion with Mark Cullen's late goal giving them a one-all draw at second place Cambridge. John Still's side still 15 points clear. Mark Cullen's name will be in the paper tomorrow for scoring a goal, but in brackets I think it'll say plus 2,200. Fantastic Luton supporters as well. Elsewhere, Watford lost 2-1 at Doncaster. MK Dons won 3-1 at Notts County with a hat-trick from Delhi Alley. Stevenage drew one-all with Preston. Wickham lost 1-0 at home to Plymouth. The weather, a misty and cloudy start, but bright or sunny spells will develop this afternoon. The maximum temperature 14 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. BBC Three Counties Radio's big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. The village itself is quite ancient. The original settlement here was 2,000 years ago. Inviting everyone to where you live. It's a historic, vibrant village community. So it's a great place to live. All this week, we're featuring Wheat Hampstead. Great for small children if you've got a young family. The big tour of beds, hearts and bucks. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, and suddenly it's four minutes past eight. How on earth did that happen? Oh, it's my last day tomorrow. I'm having a couple of days off. I'm excited. I'm going to America. Yeah. And I might have myself a big fat burger, a cheeseburger, a chilli burger. I'm going to have a chilli dog. I don't even know what a chilli dog is. I'm having one. You know we're going to try what I had when I went to America last time? Oh, what? A bourbon burger. A bourbon burger? Yeah. A burger of bourbon? It's got bourbon sauce. Mm. Oh, man, I'm in. But before then, I'm going to do my best to entertain you. Lots to talk about, including the health secretary has been given more powers to close hospitals. Are you worried by that? Commuters are worried about changes to station parking, parking in Flittick. And do you mind, ladies, if you get called bossy 
Beyonce and Posh Spice want to ban the word. Oh, for goodness sakes, there are more important things to moan about, aren't there? I've got such a coffee headache as well. I'm really coming down from that stuff, man. Facebook.com forward slash BBC 3CR. You can send me a text, 81333. Start your text 3CR. Or you can give me a call, 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Don't call women bossy. Demand Beyonce and Posh. Beyonce and Victoria Beckham have joined an international campaign to... How many other people do we know just by their first name? Madonna. Yep. Elvis. Yep. Kelly. Well, no, that's Kelly Betts. Oh, yeah. Isn't that all one word? Well, yeah, Okay. So there's Madonna, there's Elvis, there's Beyonce. Are there any any other one-named people? Seal, Usher, Seal, Usher. Yeah, we go. Now we're on a roll here. Seal, Usher, Prince. Oh, and the roll stopped. Queen. That's a band. Shakira, Shakira. I don't think she counts as a person. Yeah, she does. Oh, yes, she does. (laughs) You're doing the voice? Yeah. Her hips don't lie. What are they telling you? They're telling they're they're (laughs) double-jointed. Um... Who else? Um... Albert? Cheryl Cole. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Cheryl Cole had a go at the one name, but it didn't work, did it? Cher. Cher. Sure. Sure. <laughs> well, Sonny. Sonny. Well, no, Sonny, no, because my friend's got a boy called Sonny, so. Uh, I think that's it. We'll put it out there. I think that's it. Oh, Albert, can you think of any other people we know only by their first name? Oh, that's a tricky one. Isn't it? Uh, oh, I'm struggling with that. Okay, well, let me know if you think of anything. What have we called in for, Albert? To talk about bossy, bossy women. Yes, I have. Go on. I, I absolutely agree with that woman, Beyonce, whatever yes. her name is. Yes. Uh, there's, an ac- there's an accent over the second E. Beyonce. Is, Beyonce. is she French? Pretty much, yes. Oh, OK. Well, Beyonce, um, I totally agree. There should be a ban on the word bossy, gobby, pushy, any of these very sexist terms that we only use when we're talking about women. We never call them assertive, do we? Or commanding. It's outrageous. Yeah. Since my wife died a long time back, I've been visiting a lady, and she is what I would call assertive. I, I tidy her house. She tells me what to do. I have to wear special garments. Okay, Albert. Thank you very much indeed. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. I'm not sure. Where, about I'm not sure where that was going. I think we all know where. I'm not sure where that was going. We, we, the word assertive. People don't say people, people don't call women assertive. Only if they're doing it with uh, quote bonnies. Yeah. <laughs> 08459 four double five. Five double five is the telephone number if you want to give us a call uh, this morning. Now, MPs have voted to give the health secretary greater powers to force Oh, it's not there, so I do apologise. I was I was getting ahead of myself. Let me do some of these uh, the Facebook comments in that case then. There's uh I was jumping ahead of myself, as is often the case. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash BBC3CR. Rob says, my wife loves knowing she is bossy. Craig says, I'm going to use the word bossy even more. And Claire says, for goodness sake, is there no, uh, no, uh, is there no more serious things to com- campaign about? Oh, of course, Beyonce and Posh say no more. What? Uh, of course, I can't read this. Of course, Beyonce and Posh say no more. What does that mean? That it, they're campaigning about nonsense. OK, what? right. That, that, I'm glad we cleared that up. That, that was well worth reading. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three now. Counties Radio. Yes. 
Back to the story I tried to start prematurely. MPs have voted to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. According to Labour, Bedford and Milton Keynes are prime candidates given their combined annual losses of £26 million and the fact they're both currently subject to a major health review. Well, Richard Fuller is the Tory MP for Bedford. Morning, Richard. Good morning. Is Bedford in any more danger than it was before last night's vote? No, not at all, not at all. And in fact, I sought that assurance directly from the Minister yesterday in Parliament. I asked him very directly about that. So what, what assurances have you got then, that Bedford is, is safe? Well, what I asked the Minister, I said, will he assure me, I, I use it, hand on heart, job on the line, because politicians are always interested in their jobs, that the powers that we were talking about yesterday would not be used in the review that we currently have in Bedford and Milne Keynes. And the Minister said that he could assure me that these are going to be locally driven reviews of clinical services, driven by local commissioners, and that absolutely nothing to do with the decision ah. that we made yesterday. Oh, OK. So it's, so it's safe from the review that's going on now, but that doesn't mean another review couldn't come in and then the hospital could be closed? Well, we can think of all hypothetical situations, but if you look at how often those powers have actually been used... Well, these are new powers, though. Well, no, it's, the same, it's, the same, it's the same rule of power, same power, TSA review. It's only occurred twice in five years. And what's important for the people of Bedford and Milton Keynes, as you were hearing from Shirley earlier on, is they want to know that local people are making decisions about those uh, services. And that's the assurance I got from the Minister, and we need a steady hand and a cool head as we go through these decisions over the months. But do you not think, Richard, you said these reviews have only been done twice in five years, but now that the government has more power and can... I mean, the the, the government was uh, humiliated, wasn't it, with Lewisham Hospital. They wanted to close it and there was a big battle and and, and they lost it. Now that they have the power to close hospitals, are you not worried there might be more reviews? Bedford Hospital is losing £9 million a year. Well, the interesting thing about Lewisham was that the the, the powers, of course, were put in by the last Labour government, but the intent of those powers wasn't actually put into the law. And now what we have, we're seeing is we're clearing up that piece of legislation for very extreme circumstances, either where a hospital is losing very, very substantial amounts of money or where there's a very substantial uh, failing of care, as there was in Staffordshire. Those issues do not apply to Milton Keynes or Bedford, so, as the Minister confirmed yesterday. And what I have to say, in is what we need to be careful of is we don't indulge in scaremongering. And what we've seen over the last few days is the National Labour Party, and I separate it from the local Labour Party, the National Labour Party using scaremongering tactics to worry people unnecessarily about what is a very important review of health services locally. And I think that's utterly irresponsible. I'd hope the local Labour Party, who the local Labour Council, they've been working very closely with me and the Mayor on cross-party basis, particularly over paediatric services, that the local Labour Party will distance themselves from such scaremongering. Is £9 million a substantial loss? Well, in the context of, of the situation in Bedford, you have to look how that £9 million is... is, 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 is £9 is million pound loss a year, is that a substantial loss? Well, £4 million of that was a charge that was made by the CCG for, for underperformance in the year in terms of the quality of okay. care. That's it doesn't matter the what the money was spent on, it's, it's a £9 million pounds loss. You said that the hospitals would be at risk if they were facing a, a substantial loss. Is £9 million pounds a year a substantial loss? Well, £9 million pounds is a loss that says we need to look at the review of our services, which is what is currently going on right now. But it's not in any way, not at all to do with the decision that was made yesterday in Parliament, which is why what the National Labour Party is doing is trying to scare people like okay. Shirley from Milton Keynes. No, and one thing I have to say is I listened also mm-hmm. to the, uh, the gentleman, I think he's a Labour candidate, Milton Keynes, who's attempting to, who thinks that he can curry favour with people in Milton Keynes by bad-mouthing Bedford Hospital. Now, what that Labour candidate has to realise is that bad-mouthing hospitals doesn't get you anywhere in terms of understanding the right solution for local that's, people on That's correct. Richard, could you answer the question, though? Just, just yes or no? Is £9 million, in your opinion, a substantial loss? Well, I think it's a higher loss than we want it to be. 
And that's why we're doing the review. Is £17 million a substantial loss? Well, you're talking about the loss of Milton Keynes. Yeah, it'd be, be hard to argue that wasn't a substantial loss. That is a, that is a substantial well, then, then loss, then by your, together we need By to your criteria then, Richard, which you've just said, only hospitals that had substantial losses, uh, uh, could, could that be one of the criteria they could, be, could put them at risk, well, then Milton Keynes Hospital falls into that criteria, so therefore... It is at risk by what the, the, the standards you've just laid out. Well, and you're just trying to use words to make up your view. I, I'm, I'm using what, words to have a conversation, yes. That's, that's yeah, the only you, tool I have. No, no, but you, but you can't use one word, one word. The, the important Richard, thing, you said if the, hospitals face a substantial loss, then they could be looked at and possibly closed down. Milton Keynes Hospital is uh, losing £17 million a year. That's a substantial loss. Yes, Ian, and what I said yesterday to the Minister was, could he assure me that the review that's going on now with the financial situation of Bedford yeah. Hospital and Milton Keynes would be subject to these? And he said, absolutely not. That's no. with the reviews that are going absolutely on at the moment. That's not nothing. connected with the new reviews that could be carried out. Well, this, the review that we're looking at now is dealing with the situation we have now, which are the numbers you just talked about. Do you not understand so, the... Con- can you not hear the contradiction that you're, you're saying? Because well, I can hear you're, it. You're trying to... Cr- well, I think, OK, well, maybe I need to communicate more clearly. Please do, Richard, yes. You have mentioned two figures, the financial situation at Bedford Hospital and the financial situation at Milton Keynes. It is because of those losses and other issues about improving health care in the local area that we're looking at a review of our local hospitals. That is clinically led and locally driven. The decision that was made yesterday, I wanted to be absolutely sure that it had nothing to do with the situations and those losses at our local hospitals. And I got the assurance from the Minister that that was not... For those reviews that are taking place now, it doesn't rule out potential new reviews. And if a hospital is making a substantial loss, like you just said, then it could possibly be reviewed again, couldn't it? So... Is that true or false? You have is, that, is that true or false? So, true or false, could a hospital, hypothetically, in the future, where it had some amount of money that was... Where it's had a significant amount of money it's losing, which you said, could that face another review? No, I don't think that... The, 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 you, how, how clearer can you be... By answering the question, is that true or false, Richard? By answering the question, yes or no. You're setting up a false construct, Ian. No, I'm not, Richard. No, I'm not, Richard. You have said yourself... You know you're setting up a false construct is because we have the assurance from the Minister about what's going on. About these current reviews, not about any future reviews. And you have just said yourself, Richard, that if a hospital is having a substantial loss, you've just said that Milton Keynes is having a substantial loss, it could be open to a future review, which could then see that hospital be closed. You've just said those things yourself, but you can't seem to put them into one sentence. I I was wondering why. Well, I think because what I'm trying to say is that, in my view, the number in Milton Keynes is a substantial loss, which leads us to do the review that we're doing. But it is not the same level and scale that was occurring in Lewisham. And, and I think it, you know, it perhaps... That's a substantial it, loss in degrees. OK, you didn't make that clear earlier. Yeah, yeah well, I, 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 I think you would... I think you quite fairly you're trying to draw a distinction. I, I'm, I'm sorry that I didn't, didn't make that distinction. Cause no apology accepted, Richard. Because, because sometimes, you know, it's easy to say words and, 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 and sometimes they're used in the same context in places. But... It, Sorry? There is, there is a very, there is, <laughs> is that the best you can do, Richard? Sometimes it's easy to use words. Come on, you're better than that. Well, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that, for me, what's important is that we're going through a very important review that matters a lot to my constituents, the constituents in Bedfordshire and in Milton Keynes. And what I wanted to make sure is that some of the scare stories that came up about will the powers be taken from us locally making those decisions to the centre, we're not going to take part of the review in Bedford and Milton Keynes. And I got that assurance. And that, to me, was the most important thing. Richard, I appreciate your time. Thank you this morning for sparring and being a good sport. Richard Fuller, Tory MP for Bedford. Well, has he put your mind at ease? It was. We, we did use a lot of words there. I hope that's OK. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
And we'll start on the M25, the clockwise exit slip road to the A1M onto the South Mims interchange is partially blocked. It's because of a vehicle that's broken down, and so it's only two lanes, that clockwise exit slip road. Queues back onto the main carriageway, we can see on the speed sensors. Uh, Anti-clockwise M25, slow 27 to 25 through the roadworks, and then really slow 21A down to 16, approaching the M40. The M1's fairly heavy in the southbound direction, 11 to 9. If you are driving into London, there's a breakdown on the southbound M1 down at Staples Corner. Left lane is shut, and that's the cause of the queue from Junction 2 if you're driving into London. Uh, A5 through Dunstable looking slow now on the speed sensors on High Street North, and it's also busy in Luton on the A1081. Virgin and London Midland reporting delays of up to 45 minutes because of overrunning engineering works, and there are also uh, delays to Liverpool if you're heading up to Liverpool of up to an hour because of engineering works that have overrun up at Liverpool. And on the Bakerloo line into London, severe delays between Harrow and Wilston and Queen's Park. Just briefly back to the roads, the A40, long delays into London this morning because of a problem earlier at uh, the Hoover building. James Wally, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you, James. I enjoyed Richard. Then can we can we get can we get him back on at some point, please? I'm sure he will come on. He was he was. Uh, Did he enjoy about it? it? He said you're a good sport. Good. I'm glad he took it in the way it was intended because I thoroughly enjoy, I, I do like a, a, a tongue bashing first thing in the morning. Gets it gets me going. No, it does. I enjoyed that a lot. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. You'd like to have your say. It's eight eighteen. It's Wednesday, the twelfth of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. MPs have voted to give the health secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close. Labour claims the measure puts hospitals like Bedford and Milton Keynes at risk, with combined annual losses of £26 million. Commuters in Flitwick say they are worried that prices to park at the town station could go up due to new management. And in sport, Luton stay 15 points clear at the top of the conference after a one-all draw at second place Cambridge. MK Dons are three points off the League One playoff places after a three... I'd have no idea what I'm saying. BBC Three Counties Radio. Nick Coffer on BBC Three Counties Radio. Have had a bit of murder and death, particularly local murder and death from the 19th century. I mean, one of the crimes in the book, I think there's a potential there for miscarriage of justice. There until three o'clock this afternoon. More great music to come in the next two and a half hours. Every once in a while, I like a little bit of epic on this programme. Nick Coffer. Today, I'm just outside of Aylesbury at Stoke Mandeville. I'm at Hula, which is an animal rescue centre in the paediatrics ward of the L&D Hospital. I'm in Albans. Nick Coffer, weekdays from 12 on BBC Three Counties Radio. Lady in purple. You're not a lady, but you are wearing purple. I, I, I nice. am, as are you. Oh, I am. We are matching. This is my favourite. I love this shirt. I've had this shirt about seven years. and it's, it's Clearly well, an it, old favourite. <laughs> it's well past its best, but I've, there's something about... I've just, I'm very affectionate towards this shirt. It's very nice. It makes you look quite slim. <laughs> no, it does. It seems to... <laughs> <laughs> it seems to work well. It's uh, which means works well. I am quite slim. Well, you are slim. I am yeah. slim. Yeah, I am. But it, it particularly it hugs your figure. Thank you very much. But it doesn't hug it too much, <laughs> otherwise it would, would, would give away the secrets uh, that lie therein. You're right. I'm all right. Yes. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm good. I've got a bit of a headache, caffeine headache. Oh dear, you're in your heads. We're com- I know. I'm. F- I'm very sensitive. You know. Can't you have an implant or something? Of what? I don't know. Panadol. <laughs> you be good. You might be onto something here. here. Slow-releasing pain relief yes. in, the, in the head. Yeah, I could be up for some of that. I do suffer. 
I know you do suffer. I do get my heads. And uh, consequently, we all do as well. (laughs) (laughs) You're so cheeky. I know. What's on your show this morning? So you've got a good one today, haven't you? Coming up on the big... Well, I I hope we have. On the big phone in this morning, I'm asking, do you mind if the police sometimes use violence against criminals? Uh, Last night, thousands of people logged onto the BBC News website and watched a policeman beating up a shoplifter. Have you seen this video? I've not. You're you're going to put it on our Facebook page. Yeah, it's going on the BBC Three Counties Facebook page. So do log on have a have a look at it it's quite um quite impressive one way or the other depends how you look at it pc james kiddy was caught on cctv in a high street store grabbing a female shoplifter by the hair dragging her to the ground and then punching her three times in the face during the trial he claimed the woman had bitten him and then told him she had aids oh well He's been sentenced to a community order. She has been prosecuted for shoplifting. If you haven't seen the footage, uh, it's on the top video on the BBC News website. You can have a look at it and let me know your thoughts. Because from nine this morning, I want to hear your reaction to this kind of thing. The woman was a shoplifter. Yeah. She did shoplift. Now, it's very clear from the video that he's trying to arrest her but she won't put her hands out. Yeah. So he clearly loses his temper yeah. and he grabs her by the hair, gets her on the floor and then punches her three times in the face. I want to know from you whether or not you mind this kind of violence against a criminal. She's not innocent. She was a shoplifter. Do you mind this kind of violence against a criminal? 08459 455 555. I'd like to hear your views on the big phone in at nine. You're looking very sheepish and you have every right to look sheepish. Why? She's a... You, no, we don't want the police punching shoplifters three times in their you head. You haven't seen the video. I haven't seen the video, and I will go and have a look at it. But he, 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 I cannot... Unless she's getting out a knife and trying to stab him no. or doing kung fu on him, no. we, the police shouldn't punch a woman three times in the head. So if you'd been caught shoplifting yeah. and the police officer is there yeah. and the police officer says, right, put your hands out, I need to handcuff you, yeah. and you resist... Yeah. What should the police do? Just kind of negotiate with you, have nope. a little chat? Nope, he should do this. What should they do? Can I get some backup, please? He's resisting arrest. And, and what are, what's going to happen then? You get two more coppers come in and it's easy to restrain them. It doesn't involve pulling someone's hair and punching them three times. Well, he, he goes, first of all, to grab her yeah. to presumably put the handcuffs on yeah. and she then resists. Yeah. So at that point, he then backs her into a corner and grabs her by the hair. Well, that that's wrong in itself. Why? Pulls her by the hair. Listen, what kind This of... isn't Korea. This isn't North Korea. This isn't China. This isn't Sochi. What kind no, no, of... That's the Olympics, what what kind of namby-pamby world do you want us all to live in where we let the criminals win? This woman was a shoplifter. She was a shoplifter. Yeah, exactly. She's not gone around and touched Kitty. She's not gone around with a gun and, and shot people. She's probably stolen a little bit of food to, um, to feed herself. Or maybe some nice clothes. Well, look... Go online, have a look at the video, and then from nine, I want your calls to me, please. Do you mind if the police sometimes use violence against criminals? 08459 455 555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh, it's going to be a good one today. I'm not saying they're not all good. I mean, we all have off days. Of course we do. But it's going to be a feisty one. It's got me angry. If if either um, Jonathan leaves the studio angry or I'm angry when he goes, then I I can tell it's going to be a a good show. And and I'm furious. I'm furious. 
08459 555 555 is the uh, phone number. Ken's in Luton. Morning, Ken. Morning, Ian. Ken, what you got for me, boss? If Richard comes back on... Yes, this is uh, Richard Fuller, the uh, the MP, of course, yes, for Bedford. If they close Bedford Hospital... Yep. They send the, the patients to another hospital... Yep. ...that's breaking even. So, when they send the extra patients there, are they going to close that when it makes a loss? Well, no, but hang on a second. Richard was saying that Bedford Hospital was safe. Oh, yeah, but you know as well as I do, we're all in it together. Where? What? What I want to... The Conservatives said the NHS was safe under their... Right. What? Well, we, st- we, st- we still... Listen, maybe we're jumping the gun a little bit. Maybe we are falling for the uh, the Labour propaganda here. No hospitals have been closed down yet as a result of these powers, and we don't know if actually any will be. Well, how... Although I'd, I'd say if you're in Lewisham Hospital, get well soon. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. You, you know, unless people kick up a stink about it... They'll close it without giving you oil leave. Richard Fuller, the Tory MP for Bedford, who I have to say was a good sport and I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, he is uh, confident that Bedford Hospital is safe. Well, that's what he says. Well, that's what he says. He was using words. Ian. To make a point. Do you ask yourself, how much are they paying the people that run these hospitals... To make a loss of nine million. No, I don't ask myself that because that's what, what do you mean? What deliberately make a loss? No, what I am saying is, are they up to the job? Well, it would appear that some are and some aren't. You see, when I went in hospital last time, yes, all I seen nurses doing was filling in forms. Yeah. Department you go to, they fill in another form. So. You know, I can see where the hospitals are falling down and where they're not getting patients up to speed and that, because they're asking, like the police, they're cutting the numbers and asking them to do more. Ken, thank you very much indeed. Brian's in Luton. Morning, Brian. Morning, Ian. What would you like to say? Well, it's all about people with first names that we know by first names. Oh, yes, well remembered. Yeah, we've got Madonna, we've got Elvis, we've got a few other... Who have you got? Dennis. <laughs> Oh, unfortunately, yeah. Dennis was a bit grumpy this morning, wasn't he? He was always, he's always grumpy. Do, do you, are you a fan of Dennis? You, are you in the I Dennis like, from Dunstable fan club? I like you when we get the two Dennises on, though. The other, the other Dennis has, has disappeared, though. He, he don't I, like us anymore. Can we try and find him and then we can have a Dennis debate? Because I like it when those two argue. It's, Hang, it uh, makes my, it's comical. Brian, we've got a steward's inquiry here. Uh, the referee, Catherine Boyle, has uh, stepped in. Catherine, what would you like to say about Brian's point? Um, well, Dennis texts us, but he won't speak to Ian. He only yeah. wants to speak to me and Kelly. OK. So, actually, oh. if you want to ring up, we'll talk to him. We'll talk to him. But, OK, Kelly, then you've got a, a steward's inquiry into his point about Dennis only being known by his name, first name. Yeah, it's incorrect, Brian. I'm sorry. It, we know him as Dennis and Dunstable. He's renowned for that. She's got That's... a. Who has a surname Dunstable? Yeah, but we well, know him by name in... and location. That means he's so vague, we have to link him with a town. Don't you remember Dave Luton? <laughs> yes, I do. Sorry, uh, Brian, I can't include him. She's right. It is Dennis and Dunstable. Okay. Don't 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 get rid. He's got a, a safety point to make. No, I'm getting rid of you. I'm not getting rid of him. Oh, okay, fine. Yeah, go on, go on, uh, Brian. And also, people on the M1, it's not foggy enough to need your fog lights, but it's foggy enough that you need to put your headlights on. How do you... How have you... <laughs> that, thank you for that. How have, how have you worked that out? What's the formula? Highway code states, when visibility is reduced by 100 metres or less, you need your fog lights. It's not that foggy, but it is foggy enough 
that you need your headlights on, especially those driving grey cars. I drive a grey car. Brian, thank you very much indeed, but we cannot include Dennis in Dunstable as someone we know only by his first name. We virtually need a grid reference to identify that gentleman. 08459 455 555. Hospitals, uh, people we know by their first names, all kind, bossy women, lots to talk about, and we'll uh, talk more after the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Well, on the clockwise M25, the exit slip road onto the South Mims interchange for the A1M, of course, is partially blocked because of a breakdown causing queues on the main carriageway. Uh, anti-clockwise M25, 27 to 25, still quite heavy in patches and delays from 21A down towards 16. It's very busy on the A40 into London. One lane shuts at the Hoover Building or by the Hoover Building causing queues from the end of the M40. Oh, by the way, the M1 is slow into London at Junction 1, Staples Corner. Uh, vehicles broken down causing congestion. If you're heading down the A404M from, say, High Wickham, well, there's an accident between the Thicket Roundabout and the Shopmanhangers Road over the border in Berkshire, and that's the cause of the queues from the Bisham Roundabout. A1M still very slow from, uh, well south of Letchworth, down past Stevenage, is particularly slow on the southbound A1M. We can see on the speed sensors this morning. And unfortunately problems for the West Coast mainline because of overrunning engineering works. 45 minute delays for Virgin and London Midland trains and the Bakerloo lines running with severe delays into London from Harrow and Wilston. James Woolley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. The MP for Bedford says yesterday's Commons vote to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close does not put the town's hospital at risk. Richard Fuller says Labour claims the measure puts Bedford and Milton Keynes at risk is scaremongering. Commuters in Flittick say they're worried that prices to park at the town station could go up due to new management and firefighters have tackled a blaze at a recycling plant in Hitchin overnight. They were called to the Hunting Gate Industrial Estate off Wilbury Way at around 9.30 last night. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Luton have taken another step towards promotion with Mark Cullen's late goal maintaining their 15-point lead at the top of the conference with a one-all draw at second place Cambridge. Here's manager John Still. Both defences were on top. There was, I think, three or four shots at goal. We never give up. I thought the last 10-15 minutes we got our tempo to the game, which we, we hadn't been able to get. And that's when we scored. Scored right at the end. Great time to score. We've got a very valuable point. In the Championship, Watford conceded a stoppage time goal to lose 2-1 at Doncaster after playing much of the game with 10 men after Mateus Ranigi was sent off. Goalkeeping coach Alec Chamberlain felt they deserved more. After slogging it out for three quarters of the game with 10 men to then uh, lose the game in the final couple of minutes was really hard to take because the players showed a lot of uh, character, a lot of commitment and desire to uh, to get that result and uh, we fully deserved uh, at least a point, we felt. Milton Keynes-Dons are just three points off the League One playoff places after a Delhi Alley hat-trick gave them a 3-1 win at Notts County. His manager, Carl Robinson. We found it difficult because where we normally have people to pass and bounce off, that wasn't there. 
Um, like I say, they've their top four have got so much quality, not to county. The game's been set up by a wonder boy. It's as simple as that. And Stevenage are out of the relegation zone after Jimmy Smith's stoppage time goal gave Graham Westley's side a one-all draw at home to Preston. It was very back to front. You know, it was a bit haphazard, really. In the second half, I think we played a different game. I thought we showed a lot more composure. Our athleticism came through. As the game wore on, their legs ran out and our legs came onto the game. We played some really good football. And although it looks as though we were going to be empty-handed, I thought we deserved something out of the game. And in League Two, Wickham are four points above the relegation zone after losing 1-0 at home to Plymouth. Arsenal are out of the Champions League after a one-all draw away to Bayern Munich. Saw them go out 3-1 on aggregate. Tonight, Manchester City are away to Barcelona, trailing 2-0 from the first leg. And England's cricketers lost the second 2020 international in the West Indies by five wickets to lose the series 2-0. BBC Three Counties News and Sports. The next full bulletin is at nine. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. I'm just a small egg in the pan, isn't I? So I don't know everything. 08459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Lots to talk about this morning. We're talking about uh, the new rules that are in place that could mean... Um, uh, it, it could mean that hospitals could be closed down within 40 days' notice. If the government want them closed... They're getting closed. 08459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number. We're trying to find as well all of the, the famous people that we know only by one name. So, so far we've got Cher, uh, we've got Madonna, we've got Elvis. Who else did we have? There was... Um, Prince. Prince. Seal. Shakira. Seal, Shakira. Usher. Usher. Usher, yeah, yeah. Usher. Yeah. Usher. I don't really know who Usher is. It's cool. Uh, B- Biggie. Tupac? Tupac, yes. Biggie was known as Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls, okay. Biggie, Biggie, Smalls, Smalls. Okay. Uh, well, that's four names. Yeah. Uh, that's it, isn't it? Shaggy. Oh, good one. Shaggy. But then there's confusion. Which Shaggy are you talking about? Ragga Shaggy. Or Mystery <gasps> Machine. Shaggy. I've got one. I've got one. I've got one. Lulu. Oh, yeah. But is Lulu her name? Well, that's no, what she's known Lou. for. <laughs> well, what's her, what's her, what is her last name? Scotland. <laughs> Lulu Scotland? Is it really? Yeah. That's nuts, because she's from Scotland as I well. I know, it's crazy. She's not a Gib anymore, it's is like she? Joey she's, not, she's definitely not a Gib. She's not been a Gib for a long, like Joey Essex. <laughs> OK, so um, celebrities, that their last name is also where they come from. <laughs> Can we get any of those? We've got Lulu Scotland. Yeah, and Brian London. Brian London and Joey Essex. There must be more. 08459 555 555 is the uh, telephone number. Now, big story in the paper. It's taken up a whole, like an inch of space on page 13 of the Daily Mail. Don't call women bossy. Demand Beyonce and posh. You never hear the word getting used against men. It's, she's getting a bit bossy. It's like feisty. You never hear that said of men either. Well, I'd agree. You don't really say men are feisty. Feisty is a word to describe like a filly or, you know, a wild vixen. I I would say that some men are bossy. Yeah. Some men are... uh, You need to educate people about terms that are discriminatory. It's not discrimination. This is such utter... I'm tempted. Get real now, love. I'm tempted to uh, take away your votes. It's not me saying it. Yeah, but your kind are. My kind. Your type. You pretty same, right? You pretty much are saying it. They speak. Women are speaking for you. It's the sisterhood. Let me tell you something. Yeah. No one speaks for me. <laughs> you barely speak for you. Well, Sophie Solari has been out about morning. So. Morning. I have a famous person that doesn't have a surname. Go on. Are you ready? Yeah. Jesus. 
She's uh, she's right. She's right. Jesus. You mean Mr. Christ? No. Yeah. Oh. No. His middle name was H, of course. What was his surname? Sorry? Of Galilee. Jesus's. What was Jesus's surname? Yeah. Have a guess. See if you can work it out. What was Je- what was Jesus's surname? Soph? I know, I'm thinking. Okay, you, you take your time. Try to think of what Jesus's surname was. Sophie Salaria, where you go. It is hard though. It's not that difficult. Okay. Jesus. No. Not what is it? Well have a have a guess. Just try just try and work it out. So Jesus, his surname. Is it is it Christ? Is it what, sorry? Is it Christ? Jesus Christ. What do you reckon? Well, look, I didn't think it was his actual surname. I thought that was the name given to him because of his religion. What's his religion? Christianity. Right. So where where does the word Christianity come from? <laughs> Christ. I don't know. <laughs> I wish I hadn't started this conversation. We so, were talking about bossy women. So your we? final answer... Is Jesus Christ. OK. Now, Sophie... <laughs> <laughs> you've, you've been talking about bossy women. I have. What have people been saying to you? Women don't mind it as much as men. That's what I found out today. Oh. Should we have a listen? Yeah. Have I ever been called bossy? No, I don't think so. My wife might have called me bossy on occasions, but not in the general scheme of things, no. If I was to call you bossy now, how would you feel inside? Well, I'm quite thick-skinned, really. I just think I'd just shrug it off and say, well, no, I don't, I don't think I'm bossy. I don't know how I feel. All right, let's give it a go. You're really bossy. I don't think I'd agree with you. <laughs> I think I'd be defensive. You're really bossy. Um, bossy? Yeah, really bossy. I would be concerned as to why you think I'm bossy. So you're not bossy? No, I'm not bossy. Are your feelings hurt by that accusation? Yes, they would be. So you're quite sensitive? At times. Bossy and sensitive? Not bossy. A bit bossy? (laughs) I don't think so. No, because I often get called bossy because of my job. So what's your job? I'm a head teacher. So you are bossy? Very. And you like it? You seem seem proud of that? I think it's a good trait in a woman. Assertive, not aggressive. And bossy? And bossy, yeah. So, Sophie, do you think that this is a fuss about nothing? Beyonce and Posh and someone else banging on that that, um, the word bossy is is discriminatory? I've been thinking about it a lot. It's taken a while. And I've realised that if you called me bossy now, I can honestly tell you, hand on my heart, from the bottom of my stomach, I do not give... Your heart's not in your stomach? No, I know. Oh. Hand on my heart. Yes. And the feeling in my tummy that I go with... (laughs) My gut, really. My gut instinct, whatever yeah. I know. OK, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I can honestly say I don't give a monkey's nose. <laughs> Sophie's hilarious. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. She's um, our reporter here at BBC yeah. Three Counties Radio. Yep. What is he, Jesus's surname, then? It's Christ, isn't it? No. What is it? Yeah. Of Nazareth. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus H. Christ of Nazareth. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to sound like a trendy curate now. Yeah, go on. Guys, what's Jesus got in common with Joey Essex? 
is tan. <laughs> no, we'll get in trouble for this. We'll get in trouble. No, for this. the surname it's of, of Nazareth. Yeah, because he fits no, into the I'm other not phone sure name. they had surnames in those days, and so they just say Jesus from Nazareth. When did surnames come in? Um, I, I suspect it might be a Western thing. Yeah, I think it is a Western thing. And it used to be John's son. You were referred to, and uh, like in some of the yeah, um, blacksmith. Yeah, like, you know, like in Finland, Tony they Blackburn. still call you by your your John's daughter yeah. and Gutman's daughter and all that sort of stuff, aren't Who's you? Gutman. And then you'd be you'd be Gutman's son. I don't know who Gutman is. Well, he's your dad. My he dad lived in Finland. No, he's not. My dad was Malcolm. Malcolm's son, and I'd be Peter's daughter. Who's, pe- who's Peter? My dad. But your surname's not daughter. Yeah, but it would be because I'm a daughter, and not it, a son. But it was not that. It... <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting very, very, conf- I'm getting very confused this morning, Glenn. How are you all right? I'm, I, my head is fit to burst with this nonsense. What have you got for me this morning? Um, people we know by first names. Yes, go on. Bono. Oh, how could we forget the the world saviour? Of course, Bono. Fish. Melrillion. <laughs> you're, now you're showing your, you're showing your age now. I know. Slash from uh, Guns, yeah. Guns N' Roses. Oh, you're good. Uh, you got shovel. Who used to be? Oh, well, I think a guitarist in M People. I don't think he was. He was. He was just the bongo man. It wasn't he like their bez or something. I don't know. And then you've got uh, the Edge. He's also at a U two. Well, no, I'm not having right. The, his first name would be the. So, and we don't know him by oh, the. Right. We know him by the Edge. Okay. It, I it, thought Bono was a good one. Here's another one. Uh, Ricardo's. Uh, and by the way, Ricardo, what a great name, Ricardo. Uh, he's just posted on Twitter. Adele. Yeah. It works, doesn't it? It works. Okay, what do you reckon about the word bossy? Is it, is it d- derogatory to women? I think so, yeah. My wife's very bossy. I always get a checklist before I go to work. Oh, really? Make sure, make sure I do the hoovering, make sure I clean the dog mess up. I, I, I did the hoovering <laughs> the other day. I say I did it. I did it under the dining room table where the boys had decided to throw their food. There's, no, there's nothing worse than vacuuming, is there? It's such a dull chore. I know, it's the stairs I hate doing. Oh, man. Glenn, thank you for that. It's such a chore. Talking about vacuuming detritus. Yeah, go on, then I'll make my point. I've noticed about you. Do you know what I've rediscovered? Go on. The dustpan and brush. Oh, I love dustpan and brush. I've got a dustbuster. I've got a large hoover. Nothing gets crumbs up like a dustpan and brush. Dustpan and brush is... Well, how have you really just discovered it? We use it to clean out the rabbit's mess all the time. So we. On a carpet, I would never think to use it. I just need to have a word with you, Catherine. Again, about your behaviour and your tone. Go on. I'm receptive. you You finished doing your hair? I was um, straightening my eyebrows. Okay. A couple of weeks ago, I mentioned this that when you want to say something, you know, Catherine's in a different studio to me. Apart from when we do the paper review, she's in the studio with. Yeah, Gary that's something I'm working on. See her through the. Well, I can see her through the glass. And what you were doing a couple of weeks ago, um, you were putting your hand up, mm-hmm. which I thought was a bit bit pushy, but okay, it shows some sign of respect. Do you know what you're doing now? You sit back in your chair. <laughs> you put your left arm over the back of your chair. You look like Ricky Gervais in the office. <laughs> and, and then as though you're, you want to get the bartender's attention, you just very gently raise one hand with one finger up, like that. That's not how I get a bartender's attention. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please don't, don't start doing that mime. That's what you do. You just... When you're ready. I'm ready now. Me uh, next. Let me help you out. Just, I just don't... I just think it's, it's um, unnecessary... Well, and disrespectful, and okay. also, I'm sorry you feel that way. If I then, I feel obliged to put you on air. And let's be honest, you're not always given the gold, so uh, I have to take responsibility for when you come on air. Right. No, I think you'll find the responsibility is all mine. Okay, Lindsay Hazelmick. Good morning, Lindsay. She is very bossy, isn't she? Oh, I don't think so. 
Oh, okay. Sisters are doing it for themselves. <laughs> what have you got for me, Lynn? Um, Buddha. Oh. He's a one name. Person. Yeah, I'll have Buddha go on. And Muhammad, yeah. I guess. And, yeah. yeah. And um, <clears throat> the name thing. Um, I lived in Iceland for a while. Yes. And they take uh, the sons take the father's name and the daughters take the mum's name. So, whoever your mum's name, first name is, yeah. it would be their daughter, and the sons would be son. So I'd be Patricia's daughter, and my brother would have been David's son. But that doesn't... What, is your surname? Yes. But even if you're... What would your parents... They don't have... They don't have yeah, they're all different. They don't... It's really weird. I to Where is this? To it. Oh, in Iceland. That is nuts! So they all have different surnames in the same yeah. family? Yeah, they do. How can society function like that? Well, they can, but, I mean, if you've got two, three brothers and sisters, yeah. all the brothers would have the, the dad's name and yeah. all the daughters would have the, the mum's name. Well, how long ago did we first get surnames, Lynn? I don't know. It used to be to do with their jobs, didn't it? Yeah. You know, like Carter and in this country anyway. And yes. Things like that. But I don't know. Lynn, thank you very much. That's fascinating. Is that true? That's fascinating. Is that true, Catherine? Yeah. Sure. Why not? Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. And we'll start on the M25. The clockwise exit slip road at Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims is partially closed because of a vehicle that's broken down, causing queues on the approach. Anti-clockwise is heavy 27 to 25. Delays on the southbound M1, 12 to 11 now, flitting to Dunstable on the sensors. And expect delays into London as a result of a breakdown at Staples Corner, which is, of course, at the bottom of the M1. The A40 really slow into London this morning because of an accident just by the Hoover Building. Congestion starts at the Denham roundabout. Southbound A404 heading out of High Wycombe down in towards Maidenhead. Well, there's an accident on the southbound 404M between uh, the Thicket roundabout and the Shoppers, Shoppers Hangers Road. Uh, the A10 very heavy towards London passing Chesant on the speed sensors. A1M slow 9 to 7 this morning. That's Letchworth down to Stevenage. And delays on uh, Virgin Trains in London Midland because of overrunning engineering works. The Bakerloo line is suffering severe delays into London from Harrow and Wilston. I'm James Worley, BBC Three Counters Radio. Thank you very much, James. 8.46, uh, Wednesday, the 12th of March. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. The MP for Bedford says yesterday's Commons vote to give the Health Secretary greater powers to force hospitals to close does not put the town's hospital at risk. Richard Fuller says Labour claims the measure puts Bedford and Milton Keynes at risk is scaremongering. Firefighters have tackled a blaze at a recycling plant in Hitchin. They were called to the Huntingate Industrial Estate off Wilbury Way at 9.30 last night. And in sport, Watford lost 2-1 at Doncaster in the Championship and Stevenage are out of the League One relegation zone after a stoppage time equaliser gave them a one-all draw at home to Preston. 08459 455 555. More on names after the weather with Kate Kinsella. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's still a bit of mist and high cloud around across all three counties at the moment, the exception being parts of Buckinghamshire where there's a little bit of a hole there. But don't worry, we will see the sunshine today. This mist will disappear and we should see some pleasant spells. And also the wind's a lot lighter. It's going to feel warm. The maximum temperature getting up to around 14 Celsius later on today. Overnight tonight, clear spells at first, but eventually we'll start to see the cloud moving in from the east. And with it, mist and fog developing widespread mist and fog. Uh, So a really murky night on the cards. 
minimum temperature down to 3 Celsius. This fog's going to be fairly stubborn tomorrow morning to shift, uh, but it will eventually, and we should get some brightness, maybe some sunshine tomorrow afternoon. But it's still feeling warm in the light wind. The maximum temperature, 14 Celsius, 57 degrees in Fahrenheit. And that's your forecast. Every weekday morning. The shop didn't want to give me them back, so I went to the shop, paid them a fee to get my cylinders back. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. I went to speak to this company and I asked them what had happened. It took me absolutely ages to get through to anyone. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. After I left discussion about my cylinders, the, the governing body showed up at my house on the following day. And we could do the same for you. Thanks, Denise. And for the company for getting her cooker back up and running, here's your horn. The JVS Show, weekday mornings from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. What a panda has ever done for me. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. Oh eight four five nine four double five five double five. Michael's in Luton. Good morning, Michael. Morning, morning, morning. Enjoying the show as usual. Hey, you're very enthusiastic. Where would you get your energy from? I'm from Luton. Hey, big up Luton. Luton, massive. Oh, absolutely! I enjoy your show. Then we go on to JVS, and then I'm late for work. Hey, well, that's well, that's what. What time do you start work then? Oh, most probably when JVS is show finished. What time are you meant to start work? Nine o'clock. I think it's half nine. It's listen. It is well worth potentially losing your job to listen to Jonathan Vernon Smith. I recommend. I recommend everybody puts oh, their career you. on the line to listen to him. Definitely. Oh, fantastic! Well, I'm here with the boys just in the school run. They're most probably going to be late at all. How old are the boys? Another ten. Ah, uh, get Michael. Michael. Give him the yep. day. Give him the day off today. Give the day off, boys. Yay! Right there, you go. They've got the day off. Ian needs to have the day off to let him know. He was ten. Yeah. <laughs> that was your ten-year-old. Yeah, oh yeah, we've got a ten-year-old, and we've got how old are you? Six. Yeah. Say six. Yeah. Yep, he's six. How old? Get the ten-year-old to say something again. Say something. Hello. Oh, there was a, there was a fella in there that went yeah. Oh, that's him. He's 14. He's just being funny. Okay, okay. What, uh, yeah, I like the sensitive... They're your children, are they, Michael? Absolutely, yeah. I like the sensitive, gentle way you deal with them. Oh, absolutely. You've got to be like that, ain't you? You've got to be, you've got to be like that. <laughs> what, 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 <laughs> what do you want, Michael? Oh, fantastic. Right. Well, we've got a range of names to say, oh. which, on, which are one-named ones. Yep. Yeah, right. You can go first, mate. Four. There you go. Who? Four? Four? Yeah, T-H-O-R. Oh, Thor! I thought he meant Thor. Thor! Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll give you Thor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, we'll have that one. And you? Batman? No, I'm not! I'm not! Who, who was saying that? Tell me that was a six year old. No, that was the, that was the ten year old. You ten? Yeah, the ten year old. You're confusing me. Batman's not a name. Batman's his alter ego. You can't have Batman. Well, I'm Superman. Oh, fair enough. Superman. Oh, yeah, I suppose you can't have them. Anyway, it's my turn now. Yeah. Right. The Turtles, Teenage Mutant Hero Turtles. You had Donate- Donatello, Michelangelo, uh, Raphael, and um, what's the other one they had? Splinter, the rat. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you that just so that this phone call hurries up. Have you got <laughs> Have you got any more, Michael? Absolutely, just the last ones. <laughs> they come from Rainbow. We had Jeffrey, uh, we had Zeppi, <laughs> we had George, and we had Bungle. <laughs> Michael, would you mind if I put a call into social services and just gave them your number? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Th- Michael, lovely to talk to you. <laughs> Have a great day, you and the boys. Ta-ta. Thank you very much indeed. <laughs>
You see, literally anybody can get on the show. Jean's in Dunstable. Morning, Jean. Morning. Jean, what would you like to say? Um, talking about Jesus' surname. Yes. It was Bar Joseph. Sorry? Bar Joseph. Bar Humbug? Where, where did you get that from? Oh, God knows. Um, well, literally God knows. God knows, that's precisely, yes. yeah. Yes. Um, probably picked it up from a crossword or something years ago, but um, Barabbas, his Christian, Christian name, his first name was Joseph, and he was Joseph, uh, sorry, he was Jesus Bar Abbas. So he was known as Barabbas, and Jesus was Jesus bar Joseph, born from Joseph. It's very complicated, isn't it? No, it's not. Is, is, is it not? But does it say that in the Bible, though? Probably not. I've not... Well, um, well no, this is the thing, because there's all these things that, that, are, that, that scholars know about religion and things, but they're not in the Bible. If they're not in the Bible, they can't count as, as facts. Well, you can take fact as you want to take it, can't you? Can't you just, Jean? Yeah. Well, uh, thank you very much for that. Did, did you know they don't um, that families don't have the same surnames up in um, the, the, the North Pole or wherever it was? I think their names um, come like um, you know, so and so out of so and so, and if there's of. a different father, yeah. then they won't have the same names, will they? But the, but a son could have a different would have a different surname to his father if he was his father. Oh dear! But now now we're getting. Uh, it's like a soap opera. Can I add to the confusion? No. Spanish surnames. Oh, God, what do they do? Everyone gets two. Oh. It's the, your, f- your mother's first surname and your father's the first maiden surname. Name. The maiden no, name. No, 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 because they've got two names. Oh. They've got two names. So they've got a different name from their mother and their father. So, so supposing your mother is... Um, For example. Benita Smith Wilson. Right. And the dad is... Manuel Johnson Tyler. So it'd be Johnson Smith. But why would you, why would you, why would you do that? Just a mess. It is a mess, isn't it? It's to show that you have you are a legitimate child, I guess. Well, in show- the old-fashioned parlance. Is it, well, I mean, there's even less reason to go to Spain, isn't it? Really. I like it. In Mexico, sometimes they have more than two. No oh, flipping it, Chris. You making head and the tail of this? Yes, mate. Yeah. Oh, oh it's Chris the trucker. Well, oh, you, Chris. <laughs> oh, I'll let I'll let you talk to Catherine. Go on. Morning, Morning Trucker Chris. Lady Catherine. How are you, my sweetheart? All the better for hearing from you, Trucker Chris. Don't give it. Don't let him give you any grief, oh, my love. Oh, I never sakes. do. Get over it. <laughs> I never do. What did you want to say, Chris? Well, I've got two two uh, names for you. Some two gurus, fashion gurus, Trini and Tranny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was a given name. Well, oh, Trini. Well, so, well, so, I don't know. It's, uh, I forget what her name is now. She did say it's uh, something like that, but the other one's Suzanne, really, isn't it? I think Susanna. Yeah, but but if but, you uh, but, but, but it does, Chris Chris I'm going to overrule this. It doesn't work. It's Trini and Susanna. It's not yeah, Trini. Right. It's not Susanna. If I were to say Susanna, most people would think I meant Susanna Reed at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's Trini and Tranny, isn't it? That's better. You look. It's like Chakadee with some pliers. <laughs> Mike Naylor suggested that one, but pliers just doesn't work with that Chakadee. Rihanna. Rihanna. Yes. Rihanna. Chris. Rihanna. Rihanna. Yeah, 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 that's one, isn't it? She's a singer, isn't she? Y- yes, Chris, she's a singer. Well done. Bless him, he's trying. Don't diss trucker Chris. D- listen, just because he's got the hots for you, I mean... It, it, I, I, listen, I, I've got to take it where I can get it these days. What, in a truck? <laughs> <laughs> From a trucker. In a truck. We're four minutes short again. We, we need to sort this out. Getting a call. Sorry? You're getting a call. Hi, Ben. Can I put you through to speak to Ian? down the line. Ben in Wickham's on Fader 3. Okay, morning Ben! 
Good morning, sir. Ben, Are you well? Yeah, I'm very, very well, Ben. What, well, now, listen, we're four minutes short, so what have you got? Satchmo. <laughs> That's not going to do it. Satchmo? Yes, Louis Armstrong. Yeah, but that, his name's not Satchmo. His name's Louis Armstrong. I know, but he was called Satchel wasn't he? We're not, we're not, we're not, uh, that's tomorrow's phone-in. People who are, who are known by their nicknames. Oh, but today, I didn't know that. No, I'll call you tomorrow. Good day. <laughs> what's, what's happening today? What is happening? Craig's in Ellsbury. Morning, Craig. Morning, mate. How are you? I'm, I want to go home, to be honest. What have you got for me? Well, how about Laurel and Hardy? Well, okay. What about them? We're talking about people that are known by their first names. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm, I'm just going on the one-namer, all right? Let's, let's have a little bit of variation, shall we? Well, well OK, but they're, they're not known by their one-names. They're named... Well, they're named by Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, together, so, they're yeah, one-namers. Yeah, no, no, together, they're two people who are known by their two names. I'm not having that. That's wrong. No, it's not wrong. It's right, mate. If I, said, if I said Hardy... You wouldn't know I meant um, Oliver Hardy. You'd think I meant... Of course they would. All, all, every listener would know that. No, they wouldn't. You're they... having a laugh. No, I'm not having a laugh. You're talking rubbish. You're winding me up, aren't you? If, if you say Hardy to someone, right, they're going to yeah, think every, of, of Thomas Hardy or Laurel. Russell Hardy. They, they'll all go Laurel. But, it, but it's still t- it doesn't work. It's Laurel and Hardy and the... Phone in today, Craig, is people who are known by their first names. Well, by a name. I'll put a little bit of variation no, on you it. You can't put a variation on it. It's my show. It's my rule. They're known by their first names, Craig. I'm not having it. No. Oh, well, I am. Well, I'm, all, I'm, all your listeners. No, they're not having it, and you're not having they it. And, and, well, no. Ring in, ring in, everybody, and say about Lola and Hardy. No, I don't want anyone to ring in yeah, and say... That. Right, go away. No, you. You go away. Go. He's gone. Hey, it's Dave Luton. Good morning, boss. Dave, where on earth have you been? Well, you barred me, December. Oh, yeah, you're banned, aren't you? Yeah, but... Yeah, you are. OK, right, so, 08459 I got Dennis in Luton's on the line. Morning, Dennis. Oh, good morning. Good sir. morning, Dennis. Nice to speak to you. And to you, mate. What, you got 20 it's... seconds? What have you got? Where Sabrina. have you been? Yes? Sabrina. The Teenage Witch? So, Sabrina. The Teenage Witch? No, the... This person years ago, the model. Oh, uh, the fact that I'm confusing her with the teenage witch, Dave, means that it, it, it has failed miserably. Dennis. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. You know, Speak to I'll come back to you. Speak to you tomorrow, Sue. Yeah, OK. Tata bye. Tata bye. Oh, dear. <laughs> this is, I'm, I'm going to get in such trouble for the last three hours of radio. Let's get the travel with James. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Thanks, Ian. Well, the southbound A1M really slow from Lecherous down towards Stevenage on the speed sensors. The uh, M1 is heavy in patches, 10 to 7. That's down to Hemel, of course. The M25 clockwise exit slip road at 23 for South Mims is uh, partially blocked off because of a breakdown causing queues. Southbound A10 towards London, slow passing Chesant towards the M25. If you're heading on to the A404M, a lane shut southbound towards Maidenhead from Junction 9B after an accident. And Virgin reporting delays still have up to 20 minutes because of problems earlier. James Wally, BBC, Three Counters Radio. James, excellent stuff this morning. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, dearie me. I've got no idea what's happened. I can only apologise. The thing is, the reason I'm so bad is it makes uh, JVS look even better. That's what it's all about. Jonathan is up next until tomorrow at six from me. Ta-ta.
local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Wednesday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, do you mind if the police sometimes use violence against criminals? Last night, thousands of people logged onto the BBC News website and watched a police...